Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast RPG Sites podcast. My name is Zach Grease. I'm your host. Joining me today, we have two guests, uh, regulars here. And so we've got, of course, Josh Torres. What's happening, people? What's happening? We're going to talk a little bit about what you've been up to lately. I've oh. seen a lot of streams out of you, so we need to <laughs> get to that. First, though, I want to also um, thank Adam Vitali for joining us on this podcast as well. No problem. Great. So let's get right into it. Josh, uh, you've been doing your best lately to revive our Twitch stream because I used to put a lot of work into that, but you know, things came up and I kind of let it go by the wayside, but you've been kind of pushing it yourself. And so we've got a whole new redesign on the Twitch channel, but you've been playing some games. What have you been playing? I've been in like some weird Bandai Namco voice. Like I've been playing like the Holy Trinity of Bandai Namco games this summer. Arguably. I... I think <laughs> Holy Trinity. Let's not call it. Yeah, yeah, you have to, which, you have which to includes hottest. which includes great titles like Idolmaster. Yes, I I've been uh, dabbling with Idolmaster Platinum Stars. Yes, you've uh, got an article up on the site that's all dedicated to Idolmaster. That yeah, the I, I wrote. <laughs> I, I wrote a new branching path because I I I had to see it for myself. I I seriously have never played a quote unquote proper idol game. No. So like. Sure. People have been always urging me, like, you should really try it out. Like, like see for yourself. I mean, the, the, like, the quintessential idol game is Omega Quintet. We know this. <laughs> PlayStation 4, Game of the Year, 2014. Oh, yeah. So, come on. <laughs> we, we put for that really hard, man. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so I've been dabbling with that, and you can hear all my impressions on that on that branching path piece. I generally, like, I like it, like, in the gameplay side, like, as a rhythm game. I appreciate that, like, you know, the rhythm side of it, there's, like, a stationary place where all the buttons go. Not like in Project Diva where like the, the button places is all around and then like the choreography behind it is super distracting. So I have no idea where the actual prompts are going. Oh, totally understand it. I mean, as someone who was a big fan of Automaster, just I mean, I used to be like I watched the whole anime when it first came out. I haven't seen like that new one, Cinderella Girls, but um, I got really into it. Uh, I never got to play the games, though, just because like unless I wanted to, you know, play one of the fan translations or mm -hmm. spend what was that like 30 bucks on a mobile version of the game that oh, yeah. i don't think was i think it was actually on ios only i don't think it ever came it was like three different versions right or yeah, something it's like, like that it's like um shiny some, festa shiny festa actually it's the shiny festa series i think yeah is and then there's like a subtitles for like each like subunit or something like that yeah but obviously um the one you played was the platinum stars the brand new game that just came mm -hmm. out in japan that is I always wondered if Bandai would ever localize those games. I'm sure it's super expensive with the oh, costs yeah. and the fact that it's a whole different culture over here when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, but it seems like you had a pretty positive uh, time with it. For sure, like I, I always like uh, playing those games that are like super different than like what we're used to over here. Super niche, like, yeah, yeah. So you know, th like this has like weird RPG systems in a way that like a, a friend of mine like summed it up. Uh, kind of perfectly it's like you have like uh, this party of like three idols that you take to like battle on performances i might have to buy you a copy sometime by the way <laughs> if it's a physical release that you got no i got it digitally oh of course you did damn yeah but um it, it's it's cool uh and whatnot i just don't like the like the general pace of it because it's like it's like a day-by-day -day thing like you have this you take the role of like this producer and you kind of have to raise funds to, like, you know, level up stuff, uh, get new things and whatnot. And, like, trying to grind for money is super awful. Like, the only mini game that can, you know, is dedicated to grinding money is, like, this awful, like, dice mini game that, like, you literally throw dice onto, like, a clipboard. And the higher the number, the better the result at the end of the timer. But then, like, if it doesn't go on that, uh, like, 
desired result on the first roll. You can manipulate the clipboard with the uh, dual shock for gyroscope, and it's super finicky. And like, I just end up like throwing the dice out and like just respawning new ones and hoping. It's so that. weird, physics-based minigame yeah, that they had. It is. I, I think I think someone in the comments yesterday, because I was reading uh, the comments, they mentioned that you can also sell some equipment, and that also is a really good way to make money in that game. But I suppose, like when it gets to the end, it's more like the end game of that. It's more about those dice rolls. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a it was a neat little just uh, experience and whatnot. I don't I don't regret. You know, it looks some, really good. Yeah, it, yeah. Their their new engine for that game is. It's quite impressive, like especially seeing like all these special like stage effects, like fog, confetti, like you know, and whatnot, and, and the, all these models like dancing on the screen uh, with their own little choreography going on. All that like at a very stable frame rate is ca- kind of amazing, especially with the scope of like the audience they have this time around, all waving their glow stick around. It, it actually feels like it feels grand in a, in a weird way. It's like those like recent Vocaloid music videos, like the MMD engine, the Mika Mika Dance engine, uh, that seems like it's getting more and more robust and more impressive looking. That's kind of what reminded when I saw those videos. It's very slick. There's no weird aliasing on the models like there used to be. And so yeah. it's all smoothed out. And the songs, if you're into that type of music, are great. And there apparently is a pretty large amount of songs. And they all have, as you mentioned in the article, each uh, singer has their own unique take on that song mm-hmm. and their own performance choreography. I guess the choreography is a little bit the same, but they make these nice little details, like these little touches to give them their own personality to mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I think the only criticism I have of the graphics is like, the hair, for some reason, just defies like all logic because That's usual. They, they, they'll they'll clip through the mo- look, they'll they'll flat out clip through the whole model. Like, uh, say Miki, she has like long blonde hair, and like her hair will just go clip right through her like arm model. Just like it's not even there. I'm used to that in Kampala Heart Games, so I'll <laughs> say I've seen that quite often. <laughs> oh man, it's it was so weird because yeah. yeah, because when you're like speaking with them, like you know, visual novel style, it's super noticeable. <laughs> Yeah, hair, hair clipping is just kind of weird like these days, especially yeah. when, especially when it's like a default costume. You'd think it'd be like something they'd animate so it doesn't do that. Like I'd understand it if it was like kind of an alternate costume and they can't like they can't make the, all the hair for any style. But if it's just a default costume, I mean, it is kind of jarring these days. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what the game is. Some yeah. weird boxes. I don't know if like messing with that stuff also conflicts with another part of the animation for the performances or something. So that's like a lot more work that it's worth. But yeah, if you're talking about like it's just these characters uh i guess it would cost a lot more money and they'd rather make a lot more instead of spending it in the development maybe i don't know <laughs> not to call them out for that stuff but i personally though i still think those games have an audience here that I oh wish yeah they would. for sure it's a god do you know i wish they would mm-hmm. kind of push for it but we'll see i'd, I'd be super interested what they like the project diva series those are huge here now yeah. or at least they're much bigger than sega ever thought that they were going to be so I'd be really interested to see like what the sales numbers would look like if they actually properly like localize one of these games out uh, just to an international audience. Yeah, like don't even don't do like obviously an Auto Master over there. It's way bigger, and then you've got like a ton of DLC. Bandai is known for mm. a huge amount of DLC, <laughs> oh, yeah. but like they could just put out a song here with like a, a bundle of songs, and then see how things go, and then continue to add to that, and then just establish them here. I wish that I could play those games, but it just seems like I'd much rather understand the conversations that are going on and things like that yeah so speaking of dlc in that game so just for comparison for just to get a better idea like they have 
the first DLC catalog up. You need to download these catalogs. They're like kind of like data packs uh, for the DLC in it. And then you're, what you're basically buying is like the unlock key to say, hey, you can use these now. It's like a, it's like a bundle, like say Christmas songs. And then inside of there, there's like certain songs. Is that kind of the thing? Like, like an say, album? <laughs> like not like just, let's say, for example, that buying this DLC catalog, and this DLC catalog ha- includes like accessories that you can buy for your idols, um, like three songs, um, and then all these random text messages you can get from like the idols themselves. And, like, kinda, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's like just like those data packs into your uh, like PS4 like hard drive itself. And then what you're paying actually for is like, okay, you can use this in the game now. Okay, I was, I was, uh, so it unlocks the ability. It's like if you buy things that just show up in a store or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, yeah. When I first saw that, I thought it meant like you're buying the catalog and then you have to buy the songs that are in that catalog. It no, 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 like, no, like if you buy the DLC without downloading the catalog, it won't work with the game because okay. there's not the, the data's not there. You only it's, want the yeah, it's, it's like downloading, say, like for the Atelier series, or the Atelier series, downloading like the music that you can uh, modify in the game. So, mm-hmm. or, you know, Japanese and English language tracks that kind of thing all right so yeah so like i was checking the prices i got this off the hong kong store so i i added to the cart like say the first bundle this bundle had like you know this uh this dlc song called miracle night and then you know it's a very like blue calm you know song and it has like all these accessory pieces like four of them that are themed to the song and then i i also added like another song and i think yeah i think that was it and Oh no! And then they also uh, sell like the in-game currency as well, like you know, like a deal, like like two hundred thousand money or four hundred thousand money and whatnot. And then like and then like I, I added like the four hundred thousand money into the card and see what that what that would look like. And it was like maybe I want to say fifty to fifty-five dollars USD. That's kind of what I was expecting, just because yeah. that's that's their moneymaker. That's how they made so much money on the earlier games. That's how when Automaster moved to the PlayStation Three, that's how it kind of. You know, exploded exploded because it was on the 360 exclusive and 360 was selling pretty well for a while there until that happened so those games kind of moved over i kind of wish that you would stream that but let's talk about a game you have been streaming which is the new super robot wars og moon dwellers yeah so it, yeah it is a it is a handful of names super robot wars original original generations uh, the moon dwellers so uh to a lot of people know Super Robot Wars by you know watching their battle animations on YouTube. Gorgeous battle animations. Yeah, these weird cutscenes over the top. Yeah. Yeah, like every single attack in that game. It's a it's a strategy RPG. So like every single attack in that game has like its own separate animation for that mech, and whatnot. In the original generation series, this is not where you know Gundam or Evangelion or Mazinger they don't show up in it. It's their their own you know obviously original series, but there are a lot of parallels. You have these super robots that do resemble Mazinger. They have like this weird power source, like say like get a robo. They have get a raised, and this one they have like Orgon or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. So yeah, so it's basically their 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 way of uh, getting these their own like. Uh, I want to say take on these popular robot series without actually having to get the license. Like you do more creative stuff with it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So in Super Robot Wars OG Moon Dwellers, I'll just go refer to as Moon Dwellers for now. Um, so it's technically episode four of the series, but it's being pitched as like a new uh, a new place to start the series. Uh, so anyone who's never gone into these games, there's a great start because this now has an English translation. Uh, that's aimed to the Southeast Asia market. So I got this. I actually had to make a Singapore PSN account to uh, get this uh, digitally. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but their currency is still almost Singapore dollars. Yeah, it's it's still it's not that different from ours though. Like it's not that yeah. strong. Yeah, the okay. exchange rate is is fairly. Yeah, I think. Mm, I know it was like ninety dollars. Like, so you, it, what, did you did you have to buy like Singapore PSN cards then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to do that kind of stuff if you ever want to use a yeah. uh, foreign because they don't they don't accept your cards even in Japan they don't accept your PayPal account your cards you have to find credit. Yeah, um, so I I go into this game and it's you know I already kind of expect the translation to be kind of janky because uh, no shit <laughs> yeah. I, I, to put this in perspective, there's a very impressive like effort from Bandai Namco Southeast Asia branch because this the Japanese version of this game came out like at the end of June. We're here at the beginning of August, and they already have the everything translated. Everything's in English. Then this has a massive script. If you if you think about all the the battle dialogue, the menus, the character profiles, mech profiles, the library, <laughs> and all, just the story itself is like a massive freaking script because. Uh, all the story segments take place in uh, visual novel uh, segments, and those can get run on pretty lengthy. Uh, just, I'm very impressed with the with this how this came out, and I I do I poked fun on my Twitter, of course, like all the janky you know English phrases and not just yeah. I was actually going to ask you've been most of what you've been posting, and yeah, it's really been off. If anyone's played like the Sword Art Online um, Hollow. A fragment yeah. game. That's kind of what people were reminded of. You've been just mostly posting. Sorry to cut you off, Adam. By the way, but mm -hmm. if you've been mostly posting about like in-game battle dialogue between characters, uninspired, dry. Uh, but uh, it seems like you haven't really posted anything about like the you know he's talking about like the um, character profiles and things like that. Is that still kind of that weird Englishy kind of design, or is it is it much better written when it's just like paragraphs? It's it, it's perfectly understandable, but it is like the way they format it's the text. Missing it, words, it, yeah. It, it's missing it words. Like. There's awkward phrasing, and the way they format it is very Japanese esque. Like you know, when they're uh, doing battle, uh, in, uh, when doing uh, you know story segments, talking to each other, and whatnot, they have like you know the weird uh, corner boxes that show that they're talking to someone. Yeah, and then, quotes, and, and, the quotes like that's yeah, the, like the, the old the, like uh, Exceed had to deal with that problem. Mm -hmm. I remember like the old like Legend of Heroes things. Yeah, <laughs> games. And then, and then, uh, in parentheses, that's like that indicates that there's monologue going on, or they're thinking to themselves. Yeah. And so that catches uh, a lot of people off. There's a, it's very, very, very heavy on like intricate terminology because this game is has been built upon, you know, a, a lot of original generation games. So there's a lot of lore behind it. They have crafted this own universe. So they they mention a lot of things that like, you know, that are very technical, but they have this like in-game encyclopedia that is all actually fully translated as well. Good. Uh, that you can actually just uh, press a button and then it'll show up an entry for that highlighted keyword. Say, okay, what the fuck does this mean? Cool. And it'll give you like a, you know a competent uh, description of like, okay, what what is that? Um, and just you know, the, as for the game itself, it's it's super well worth through and through, and I'm okay with the formula because I've always enjoyed the general generation games. The the neat thing about these OG games is that the animations are so much more intricate and more and more uh there's a lot more motion to them cool. like in in the the most recent like mainline srw game for the license series uh like their previous mainline was the z series and they had like you know all the gundam evangelion and whatnot and like the, those models and choreography like they look nice but they're kind of stiff while in this one they have a lot more leeway i guess with the budget 
uh, to really, you know, go all out of more interesting angles and choreography on their attacks. So you see, like, you know, some shifting of, like, the angle, the perspective. You see a lot of more, like, dynamic kills. Yeah, that's, dyna one thing, that's one thing I was wondering, because I don't know much about the series in general, but I know that they have, you know, these attack animations. But I've always wondered, just in the series in general, do these attack animations kind of get old after a while if you've seen them? 10 12 20 30 times or you know if you're just going through the, the game <laughs> mm -hmm. so like the, i guess these they they change what you were just saying like they change angles and things and just try to make it a little bit more variety in those yeah there's definitely i i try it's a it's a per person basis but i try to kind of savor those animations so there's a lot of times uh in the stages where i kind of turn off the battle animations and only turn oh. them on for like really big encounters like with boss characters and whatnot or if i yeah. if i haven't that's, seen like uh if that's I what seen i do in fire before. emblem yeah exactly <laughs> uh very similar to that so i and plus it helps me get through these games faster because a lot of these attack animations are are quite lengthy especially the later like more powerful versions like they can go up to like a minute or so uh, and just like it's it's amazing what it's uh, what you're looking at, but they do take a long time, and it adds up the more you look at them. Is this the, is this the first PlayStation Four entry? Because I know the last time you played one, it was on the PlayStation Three. Is this the first PS Four one? Yeah, there's the first PS Four. Okay, one. that makes some sense. Then you're talking about like the better animations. I wonder mm -hmm. if that plays a part. The better hardware. Uh, yeah, I I think like the the the, the image quality that is definitely thanks to the PS Four because there was a PS Three release of this in and uh, the Japanese version, but. Yeah. Only the, the English version is only um, available in PS4. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how well it stacks up on the PS3 version. I haven't laid eyes on that, and whatnot. But oh, once you go PS4, you can't go back. I've learned that yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. I, yeah. It's been it's been really hard trying to like pick up the DualShock 3 controller again. Yeah. It's, it's totally been, it's been rough. Yeah. It, it, it... <laughs> don't even want to look at it. It's over there. I don't even want to look at it. Yakuza 5. I, when I was done with it, I was like, good. I don't have to play with my PlayStation 3 anymore. I think I think that. What's the biggest like contributing factor? That's like the the longer grips on the Dual DualShock Four. I get a more like fuller, hands-on. It's much better design. It feels better in your hands than the DualShock Three. I'll say that much because you get the weird like sliding L two R two. Oh god, I hate uh, those. Yeah, they're miserable. I want some more concave ones. But regardless, uh, so how far into Super Robot Wars you were streaming it uh, today and yesterday? How far have you gotten so far? So I made separate uh, profiles. Uh, save data for that so in my main one i'm a little bit over 10 stages in oh. so i'm basically almost a quarter of the game done i want to say these games are usually like just by stage count alone they're probably 45 to 50 i don't know the final stage count in this one. Oh wow so that's a lot it, it, it's it these are long games for yeah sure. that's um jrpgs for you they tend to be a lot so in the on the, the ones that i'm streaming it's basically i'm i chose the the, the more like the series veteran route for my personal uh, playthrough of the game, but for the stream I chose like the newcomer route, and it's a uh, two different perspectives. Obviously, uh, you have this protagonist named Toya and the other named Calvina. I'm doing Calvina's route. Toya is uh, like in any like robot like anime trope. He his one day he's living his life. His dad comes in with this big ass robot. Get in the is, fucking robot. Get in the fucking robot. Yeah, pretty much. Get in the fucking robot, or else you're gonna die. And then there's, uh, a lot of these games is heavy on on factions. Like there's always you know like hostile alien enemy forces coming and whatnot. So uh, the whole cast has to deal with them. Some new faces show up. Some returning faces show up. And I'm not too deep into it yet to see how the actual plot unfolds. But for for right now, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm I. The, the very distinct thing that I see about this, and it's I'm glad that like I can address this now and using Moon Dwellers as a 
as an example. This is a, a good game to like start talking about this conversation about translation versus localization because. Uh, oh boy! Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to. Get no, no, no. I understand. Like that's yeah. that's like there's it's a strong. It's a, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Sometimes. So th- this game is very laid out, uh, like as a uh, very very faithful translation to to the script in terms of like Japanese syntax and the way they they convey their characters. You know, in, J- in Japanese scripts, it, it, they come off as very dry. Uh, but you see in the localization processes, you know, like you, you may get characters that like had a dry dialogue that have like more. Like of a personality injected into them, thanks to like you know the process of localization. Oh, and oh there's way too many examples of characters that were born in Japan and then became interesting, or at least the what we know them as now, thanks to that. Yeah. So in this one, you have a very dry script through these characters. It's hard for them to like get their personalities to shine because it's all very technical. Like when you're talking about like original Japanese like scripts, uh, the the way they convey their dialogue. Uh, unlike here, unlike here, we like to use a lot of adjectives, adverbs, a lot of bit flowery language to like you know inject you know these characters to be more likable and more relatable in this side of the you know uh, of the ocean. So in this one, they're very technical. They kind of like lay out their thoughts like in a very ro- almost robotic process, explaining every little detail of what they just said. But at the and it, because a lot of the the quote unquote personality in Japanese script is more contextual than what we have over here. Sure. Absolutely. That's that's the big problem. And obviously, there's a lot of terminology that just doesn't exist in other languages or other slang terms, things like that. So Yeah. So I I really want to uh, maybe write something about that and get into the intricacies of that, because I think it's a very, very fascinating uh, subject to just start talking about. I'm, and that's I'm kind of glad that like this game, I'm not glad that like the translation is like as janky as it is, but I, I it's, a, it's a great way to start getting everyone on equal ground okay, and say, okay, there's a great example. Let's all get on the same page and let's, uh, let's start talking about this a bit. That's, that's the thing is that apparently the word is that it's someone from Singapore that did the translation. So you wonder, it's like, um, what if they had a native English speaker uh, just do the translation, just translation, as you said, not localization, just translation. Would it do any different? Uh, would it be any different of the, how acceptable that is? And that, um, this kind of reminds me of like Chrono Trigger is a game like I always think Wolf. of. <laughs> yeah, well, the wolves. Yes. No. Well, it has. <laughs> there's, there's the original Chrono Trigger, and then there's the DS version, which has like a more modern translation, but loses some of the, the Willsyism charm. It's so, like, and then there's like fan translations that are more literal, and like some people swear by the fan translations, and you know, I've oh. seen I've seen screenshots of them, and they're just kind of like structured sentences that people would, <laughs> yes, that would never that people would never say now comparing the actual official ds translation and uh snes translation some people will say they prefer the snes translation even if it's uh a little bit less uh faithful because it's just the has, frog yeah, <laughs> it's the best part yeah it has its own charms and kind of things that were changed and some people prefer that more to a faithful script um, I never played that version. I only played the DS version, but I know, I know there's always been a kind of a, a weird dissonance there. What people, what people prefer in terms of their translations. So that's just the first thing that came to my head. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that in a little bit about a game I played recently, but, um, but let's finish up. So Josh, of course, you said you've been, you've been obviously playing a lot of Super Robot Wars. Um, what's your reaction so far? How does it compare to the other games? Like, if you give like a short response to that. Uh... So far, it's it's about on par because the the previous installment that I played of the OG series is I believe yeah it's uh the 
let me try to encapsulate because OG has a weird history. Back way back when on the Game Boy Advance, uh, Atlas USA localized the uh, Super Robot Wars, uh, Super Robot Tyson, original generations one and two, both uh, separate games on the Game Boy Advance. So those games are cap kind of been retcon because they got re-releases. Uh, uh, PS2 HD remakes or not HD remakes, PS2 remakes. Yeah, those PS2 HD remakes. <laughs> yeah, HD remakes. Yeah. <laughs> or AI uh, remakes. Console Ooh. remakes. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, they got a PS2 remake that combines original generations one and two in Japan only, called Original Generations, and that's it. And then after that, uh, second Original Generation came out on the PS3, and that's technically like, you know, the the sequel to Original Generations. So and this one is kind of um, like a sequel as well, full-blown sequel as well to that second OG game. I'm trying to think because there was a Gaiden in between original generations on PS2 and second OG on PS3. I'm trying to remember if that counts because at the beginning of this, when they're introducing it, they say Episode Four. I'm trying I, to think. I have to, I have to admit, knowing not knowing much about the series, I am lost right now. Yeah, it's 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 super like. Weird because there's. Well, there's I, I understand because yeah. there's plenty. There's plenty of Japanese series that I am familiar with that are also kind of similar mm-hmm. in which ones are mainline, which ones are side sequels, but still kind of mainline and things like that. Yeah. So. Or paths or whatever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then I don't know why long Japanese series like to do this. So, I my only comparison is you know obviously the second OG, but a lot of like there's some refined mechanics to it. Uh, Especially in terms of character design, like the new characters are that like I really dig the the new characters uh, coming uh, to this game because in the original generations they had um, all the all the original characters in it are basically ripped from old Game Boy Advance or Game Boy games or even um, yeah I think it was just Game Boy games in general uh, from SRW mm-hmm. like uh, SRW likes likes letters so like yeah. the characters in this. Uh, are basically the original characters from SRWJ, and also a part of the uh, original char- characters in this were ripped from, you know, SRWGC, which was the, the there was an SRW for GameCube, and I don't actually don't remember much about that. Oh, I don't even remember if I gosh. if I played it. I'm trying to keep up with this. This is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so j- just know that like all the original characters that show up have been from previous games before. No. But, okay. So uh, no, there's no exclusive characters to this one. Is that right? No. Okay, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you, as you said, it, it's got a really good onboarding experience for people that have never played the series before. So if they're coming into this interested because it's got an English translation at least, uh, for better or worse, uh, they should be okay with that. Yeah, I think that they should be fine. But as good. long as they there's even a beginner mode. So if you've never played an SRW game before, of, of course they always have the standard tutorial mode. Does a decent job, you know, uh, laying down all the basic mechanics and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and they have a beginner mode, uh, which essentially puts you on Toya's route, which is the more user-friendly, newcomer-friendly route um, that eases you into the story. And I, it's it's funny because the beginner route actually starts like um, a little bit, maybe two to three stages into the Earth route. Like that's the very first stage that beginners would. Uh, the beginner mode uh, eases you into because anything before that would already kind of throw them off, I imagine. Oh, so, so it's it's like it's like things are picking up right at the start of it for other people. Like the, it's yeah, from the original. Okay, exactly. It's a sequel in the case. It's yeah, a sequel. Yeah. So, and also beginner mode uh, rewards you, you know higher rewards for defeating enemies and gaining these uh, original. Uh, I mean, not original. Uh, these challenge optional challenge objectives on maps called SR points. 
so they're say like you go onto this map and then like obviously the objectives like either kill all enemies in this stage or you reach by this turn like survive by this turn but the sr point for that stage could be also like or defeat all these enemies in four turns uh and whatnot and it really makes you scramble on your feet like i like actively going after these sr points because it helped me uh consider all my tactical options more thoroughly and carefully yeah if you're that kind of player you know so and quick or like you just want to you know beat mm-hmm. people up and move on that's it sounds like it's it's kind of more open-ended that's cool that's so cool. yes so uh, but going back to like your general, general question that i need, kind of need a little bit of build up for it it has it there's a, a good amount of like assets and attacks that like you know animations that were uh very identical if not exactly the same from og second because all these are very intricate and trying to um build every game with these animations from scratch again is just not feasible at all <laughs> yeah so but but they're they're cleaned up they're touched up and, and character designs uh are they they work but they're inconsistent like say character models that or artworks and portraits that came from the original uh ps2 game they're like super scaled up and like you kind of see they're the age on them they're not you know as clean as like all these new ones so there's like a bit of like art dissonance in between when they interact in the visual novel sections it's not it's not a big deal but it's just it's worth mentioning of course well so you said yourself that you got it off of the singapore uh psn for like 90 dollars american yeah it was okay. it, it was uh I, i'm not sure if that's exactly the price i know there's like some leftover singapore dollars but that was the closest i got yeah i mean that's cards. Games of Japan are super expensive, so it's something to be uh, aware of if you're going to yeah. be doing this. But as you said, it's a very long game, so if people are interested in that genre, they're going to get quite yeah, a lot of content for that. I, I think I think people who are into SR, SRPGs and or giant robots, yeah, they, like, uh, <laughs> they will definitely uh, enjoy this game. Despite, like I said, my, some like janky English scripts here and there, it's uh, it's it's damn good. It's damn good so far. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, as you said before, you performed the Bandai Namco Holy Trinity. <laughs> gave up your soul for the life of whatever Bandai's China shield for you. Yeah. We got now what recently came out um, was the Tales of Berseria demo. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know that this thing uh, had a demo uh, that even existed. So, how much of that uh, did you play the whole thing, or how much I play, of it? I, play, I played the the whole thing on the the both scenarios. Uh, cool. It got a, a demo on the Japanese PSN store a few days ago, and then there's like two scenario types. There's like the like the kind of the story scenario. And then and the battle, battle scenario, the battle just scenario. like that's all the Tales demo, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So story scenario is very similar to what we saw at E3. They're like strolling around along the uh, the beach, and we saw Aaron uh, play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just getting hands on with it and seeing how it runs. Now it's quite, it, it's awesome. Like I, uh, they give you the full party off the bat, so you get to mess with everyone's uh, play styles and whatnot. As we uh, saw in the E3 demo, like every button is like a special, like a separate attack. So you can change. There's a lot of combo potential in it. I also we also got more like you know, hands-on time with that. Uh, I forgot what they call it here, but that special mode, like say activating velvets, like a beast arm. Do you remember what like what that mode was called? I don't, Adam. Do you remember? No. I, I I recognize the mode, but I don't remember what they called it. Yeah, there's like a special mode that like it's exclusive to like every character. I'm not exactly sure uh, how like what the intricacies are for every character because there there's a, a prerequisite to activating them. Like for Aizen, for example, like he gets like those like like dark almost demon wings and he flies up the air and like does like a magic 
darkness orb spell. Oh, it's it's characters. uh, it's just arts, right? That's. It's... Is it just arts? I think so. I mean, well, it's just the special skills, right? I don't know. No, no. Let's like, just call it, it special skills and just move on with that. <laughs> a special, the, the special mode, let's just say. Special mode, okay. Well, yeah. uh, so it, they're like just these character-specific abilities. Okay. Yeah, because, because, because when uh, Velvet activates her beast arm, like it, it takes, it, it lasts for a special amount of time. Like, uh, because as it's like on, it's constantly draining your life, like uh, just, a, just a little bit. Soul but, break? And, uh, is it Soul Break? I, I'm willing to buy that. I, I wrote in an earlier piece, um, party characters can do Soul Break, which gives the players an advantage in battle that enables them to exceed the upper limit of performance arts per combo, similar in style to the series' usual overlimit. Yeah, so, that sounds it, yeah. Overlimit's what, it's called, what it was called in lots of the games, like on the PS2 and early PS3 era, so yeah. I recognize yeah. that term, yeah. I've... Because I, I, I'm not sure if it's Soul Break, uh, if that refers to the Soul Break in terms of modes, because I know... Uh, in every character portrait down at the bottom of the battle, like uh, the battle screen, they have like little diamonds that fill up, and every time like you do an action, it like decreases that. And then uh, there's like little diamonds that pop up near the enemies, and like every time you like break one of those, it adds onto your list. Uh, I mean, not onto your list, but you're onto your pool of action points or action diamonds. Now I saw something in the screenshots, you know. Um... That this game now I haven't played Zestiria, so I mm-hmm. so I sometimes forget like what's in which game. But is it doesn't this game kind of have like an art tree where you can like set up which arts link to which other arts and like you can kind of freely change like how how the flow of your skills kind of like races. I don't know. I've, if that's I, in the I, demo. I haven't played Zestiria myself. Uh, Zach, do you know? Yeah. Uh, I've not played Zestiria either. I actually only play like Graces F and. Well, I know, yeah, only so two I, games well, so I, I know Graces had its own little style. We had yeah, A yeah. arts and B arts, and yeah, you yeah. could basically link them in different orders to get different effects. Now, I, I saw that Berseria has something similar to that, or at least it appears that way, where you have like arts in a in some sort of sequence that you can change. But I don't really know the the, the intricacies of yeah, that. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a, you're constructing like move sets for your characters. Uh, with arts like every like the triangle square cross and circle like you can, there's actually like combo chains that spawn off of each one but you can like branch them together so say like for the first hit on triangle you put this on the second hit on circle you put this and then the third hit and cross you put oh, this yeah. and so on and so whatnot that, that, and then and you can a, like interweave them together yeah, see that's quite a bit different than some of the earlier games where you basically just had a an art per button and it you know that's it. Like, well, you like press, you press, press like a press right on the D pad and this button, and then it does something different. Yeah, it's very basic. I, a little bit of an aside. I remember how uh, Tales of Symphonia: Dawn of the New World um, on Wii, not the new version, but on Wii had like so many different ways to set up arts that include like waggle and all that. It was kind oh, of oh, really? <laughs> motion controls. That <laughs> oh, sounds miserable. Like, what if you act like no, oh, there, like, there, are, there are button presses and like press a shoulder, press a button, and then also waggle controls. It's like oh, yeah. that's awful. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I want a demon fang with just a, just a waggle. Every time you shake it, that's it does it. It's just weird. Like, hey, I, that, that'd be a legit way to play the game. <laughs> oh god, get <laughs> a, a workout with your wrist just by playing that game. Pretty like, good. Terrible. But, people didn't like it <laughs> so i have a, i'm scared because like i feel like i really enjoy berseria's gameplay a lot just uh seeing it, it's pretty smooth i every like like the hit impact uh feels very satisfying every time you like connect skills to one another comboing just the way like you just smack on each like hit on a on a enemy like it just feels good 
And yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm scared I have a Okay. Go. Go go Actually, you go ahead. Thought, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm scared because I, I feel like this might... I want this to be really good with the characters, too, because I don't want it to be a Grace's F situation where I just didn't like anything except the battle system. Yeah. <laughs> what were now, you asked? Well, so, like, the most recent Tales games, except Zisteria, well, even Zisteria, so Zilla, however you pronounce that? Zillia. Zillia. Zillia 1 and 2 kind of both had, Zillia. like, a link, had, like, a link system where you're, you're like, oh, you, you always had two characters linked to each other. And then Zisteria kind of had a similar link system. I haven't played this, so I'm, I, might be to, I might be a little bit off, but it had, like, I know, like, a fusion system where, like, you had your two human characters and then they were linked to, like, uh, a non-human character, whatever they were called. So, um, does Berseria has no sort of linking between characters at all? They're just individual characters on the battlefield, right? There, yeah, there's no linking, but there is a way to like uh, switch your uh, characters on the fly. Like uh, Zilla Two had that. I'm, I'm not did it because the, this one has a, a system where any uh, characters that are like not in your active party, you can like switch them in with like your current characters. So I can uh, put. Uh, I can go up or down on the D-pad, and then I, I switch uh, immediately to like a new character yeah. that was in my not active. I know, I, know, I know some of the Tales games had that. Not 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 most of them, but it, either Zilla One or Two had that. And I, it's it seems like such a small thing, but I really really like being able I to really switch like characters that. in battle. It kind of feels like you're, you you can use your entire party for a boss fight or or whatever, rather than just like picking your favorite three and just sticking with them. You know? Yeah, it feels yeah. really smooth and intuitive too, because you can like uh, construct like combo chains that like. Say you launch an enemy up and then switch to your next character and then continue the combo from there. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that, I didn't know. I, I, I either didn't know it had that or forgot the Brazoria had that. But I, I, I'm, that, that's a plus for me. Also, the the a really neat thing in the battle scenario uh, part of the demo is you get like this rune hoverboard that uh, your characters can fly in. So the the, the main purpose of this is just in, uh, like just not just traversing the the field uh, more like. More rapidly, but also you can also like access like like area like hidden areas like that are not normally you can't get in by foot. Like say like there's like this floating platform, like you have to get on the board and then actually like like hop on over there and whatnot. And I'm not sure if there's in any other Tales games, but there's like random like crystals that are that you can pick up on the battlefield, and like you, there are some special chests that need like a certain amount of these crystals to like open them up. I don't know if that was in any other Tales. I don't games. think so. I don't think there's anything like that. But in terms of uh, just the first impressions of the characters, uh, I this might be the first Tales game in a while that I actually like the entire cast. Everyone uh, has like their own little weird quirks and charms. Like there's some skits in there that are just freaking hilarious. Like uh, like uh, Aizen and Rokuro uh, like teasing uh, Lafayette about you know just uh, like how aggressive like women can be and like. And whatnot, and then uh, <laughs> Velvet's getting like really annoyed by like them putting weird thoughts into Lapis's head. Um, I forgot her name. Eleanor. Innocent. He's innocent. Leave him <laughs> yeah. alone. There's a there's a post battle uh, uh, scene where like Eleanor uh, goes over to Lapis and uh, she's like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you okay?" Like and like the camera like uh, like zooms into like Lapis's face. It's like you're not you're not hurt, right? And it's like <laughs> It'd be super bad on that stuff. <laughs> It's so it's so funny. Uh, I okay. I really enjoyed the cast so far. I'm looking yeah. very much looking forward to this. Um, yeah, a, a lot of 2017 early February. Okay. Yeah, PS4 like and PC. Oh. Yeah, a lot of the recent Tales games have had at least a couple cast members that are just really bad. I think overall, my favorite has you know was probably 
well, not even recently anymore it was Vesperia, and that was you know several games ago. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I might might Vesperia for me too because I'm thinking like a Graces F. There was like a good like yeah. half of the cast I didn't like. Um, oh yeah, so, as soon as they became adults, a lot of them became unbearable <laughs> than they used to be. Has the worst yeah. main character in the series. Uh, he's not. He's not. Uh, Z- Zillia, I get Sophia. I, there's like uh. yeah, two two to three characters I didn't like in, in Zillia. I I, I still I still haven't actually played Zillia too. I just I I haven't had really much of a motivation to like continue that story. Yeah. I hear it's better, but I'm not sure. I don't know. But yeah, that's I, uh. I reviewed it. Huh? It was uh. Wait, did I review it? I played it. I don't remember how I reviewed it. <laughs> it, it. It's it's just like I didn't hate it, but it's just kind of it. Even even with some of the changes, with like it had like a money system where you had to get enough money to go to the next section. It wasn't that bad, and, that, and it had like a silent protagonist, and it tried changing a few things. I kind of felt it was just kind of average. I, I, I'm not sure if I like <laughs> dig like the washed out look of it. I think that's the thing that like kind of scares me away from it. Like the washed out look of it. I don't know. Just it seems, well, it seems really well, down. It, it, graphics whore. Well, it kind of feels like it kind of feels like Zillia, Zillia Two, Zisteria, and Berseria are kind of all in the same sort of like. They they look very similar, but they just keep improving. Like Rosaria definitely looks the best with this style um, so far. So, I know there was like a dialogue tree system at some parts in Vesperia. I mean, not Vesperia, uh, Zillia too. What, and what I, was... I, don't, I don't even remember. Like I played through the game, but I don't <laughs> what the dialogue did. Like because your main character didn't talk, so he just you made choices sometimes. I don't even remember what like the effect of that was. Man, some protagonist. That's weird. That, that's that's how that's how memorable this game was. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I, I feel about a side protagonist that tells game. Oh, because they always talk. That's okay, kind of the this, appealing this, thing about. This is kind of a spoiler. Oh, uh, well, let's not let's not uh, do that though. But what, there, no, let's just, let's just, let's just, is there a story related reason? Spoiler for warning: Zillia no, Two. Is it, is it just 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 to say? Is it is it just that there's a story related reason why he's a silent protagonist? Is that it? Uh. Kind of. Sounds like not. Kind of. If it's kind of, if that's the spoiler that you're about to say, we can just leave it at that. I don't know. I'm go just ahead. Gonna go ahead. He really wants to say it. He's there, like, there's, oh, there's, really dark. There's, oh, there's, 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 there's a it. scene. There's a, it's not even really a story spoiler, but there's a scene later in Tales of Zillia 2 where it's like an alternate like universe, like like a glimpse at, at it, because okay. the, story, the story kind of revolves around this. And... There's a scene where you see the main character in an alternate universe, and he does talk, and he does have a voice uh, in English because this game was only available voice in English. And it's, uh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, man, I kind of wish the whole game he would just talk. Like, uh, just, yeah, like really weird. Yeah. Just seeing him talk in one scene, and it's just like, that's it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> how can you uh, how can like, you insert yourself into protagonist if you see him talk? That seems look, like it ruins it. <laughs> my my guess was like he he like. The very like first scene of the game, he just like ate something for breakfast and just <laughs> lost his voice from there. Yeah. Just, and, then, and then the whole uh, story revolves around like, what the fuck happened to my voice? Yeah, and then I complete strangers understand it too. Like for some reason, they know that this guy, this particular <laughs> guy in this universe, can't talk, so we might as well approach him like he. Does. It, it, it's like a common symptom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like they just assume, <laughs> just like, like cop life. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Um, so. But yeah, that's my uh, my rodeo with. Uh, Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco. So, so we got yeah, Super Out Wars, Automaster, Basaria. Are are you gonna be playing any more of those games? I mean OG obviously Moon Dwellers, you're gonna be playing that more, but anything more about those other two? Um I'll probably play a bit more Platinum Stars because I uh, I'm about maybe eight to nine hours into that. Uh and I'm getting to, like to the higher ranking events and whatnot. So things seem to be uh wrapping up in that game in terms of like the gameplay. 
Uh, Berseria, I might uh, dabble with it a little bit more, uh, exploring new combo opportunities and whatnot, because that, because the gameplay styles of each character is uh, like very different, and I'm interested to see what I can, how I can like get the most out of that system. Yeah, it's just it's really tough for me to play RPG demos just because it's a short thing of a game that I really want to play. Yeah. So it's like I'd rather not have to deal with a something that's going to block my access to future content. So, <laughs> but uh, moving on, Adam, you've been playing. You've been go, you, you so, were talking about before well, about going in the past, but you've been playing some Final Fantasy too. Yeah. So I've been pretty busy this summer. So I'm not playing that many new games other than like some review stuff. Yeah. yeah. But. I, but also, like, early in the year, well, starting last year, they announced uh, Scar- uh, Saga Scarlet Grace, which was, like, the first true entry into the Saga series in a while. Yeah, not a stupid browser game or something like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, play. and, like, this is, like, one of the only series from Square Enix that I haven't really touched. Um, now, a long time ago, I played through Final Fantasy II, but I played it on an emulator, and I kind of knew it to be kind of like the you know, the Final Fantasy redheaded stepchild or whatever that no one, you know, cares about or talks about or whatever. So I kind of just cheated my way through it and I didn't really give it a proper playthrough. But then more recently, I played through games like The Last Remnant, which anyone who knows me, like, I love that game. Oh, so good. And I love it. Ba- and basically I was told, hey, The Last Remnant is basically a saga game in, mm-hmm. in many yep. respects. Yeah. I'm like, wow, if I really like this game, let me try some other games. Um, so I actually earlier, I went through the Final Fantasy Legend series, which is the English name for the original saga games. Now these games were are headed by what Akatoshi Kawazu is the guy who works on this series. Yeah. And yeah. like Final Fantasy two, which is apparently kind of like his first major project, at least that's my recollection of it. And it's kind of like the first prototype saga game. So I wanted to give it kind of another chance now that I'm more familiar with the series and how the mechanics work because saga games, one of their key elements is that there are usually aren't any levels, or if there are levels, in addition to that, it's how you're directly working with stats. So like you don't power up from level one, level two. It's more that your strength stat increases or your, you know, defense stat increases increases, and which stats increase depends on what you do in battle. And that's kind of something I've always kind of appreciated. Like, if you have a person casting magic all the time, they'll become a super strong magic person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could, if you wanted to, you could have that character using, you know, physical attacks all the time, and they'd turn out totally different. So that kind of, that level of open-endedness kind of appealed to me. So I wanted to give Final Fantasy II a chance again, just to, you know, just to, you know, give it a, a legitimate playthrough this time. And there are definitely some issues with it. You can kind of break <laughs> You can, you can break the game. Yeah, because, that's the big thing about it. You can break it so easily. And like you can. I liked it because of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it too. It's like it eight. Of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy VIII, which is kind of fun just to break it to high heaven. <laughs> yep. Um, but like, there's kind of the there's kind of the common joke you can make how you can beat up on your own guys to to power up your stats and have. Uh, yeah, I remember that guy. I've heard a guy about that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if if you want people to get higher HP or defense, have them attack each other and their their defense will go up. Um, but I kind of enjoyed it more than I thought I would because first of all, the game is a little bit more open ended. Like once you get access to the world map, you can kind of go wherever you want. Now, if you go, you know, to a more difficult area right away, you're going to get your butt kicked. But still, it's kind of nice that it wasn't just, you know, on rails the whole time. And you could choose where you want to fight and try to... If you wanted to, you could fight some of the higher-ranking enemies, which would give you higher stats. So I thought that was cool. And just, you know, I just enjoyed it, uh, you know, just having played the other Saga games, kind of knowing what I know about how to 
how to work these types of systems and creating like my own party and like for example there's the big guy whose name i forget but he's kind of seems like he's meant to be like more of a tank but i ended up having him doing a bunch of healing spells so he kind nice. of became like mates <laughs> yeah but what's your, what's your party setup right now well i beat the game oh, okay uh, what was your party setup well, I mean, I I had I had the big guy whose name I forget. Uh, he was kind of like my high HP uh, mage, and then I had Maria and Furion, more like my physical attackers. And then your fourth your fourth character in that game switches out all the time. So he yep. honestly, he kind of that fourth character kind of just becomes whoever, whatever, because you don't spend as much time with them as you do with the main three sure. characters that are with you the whole time. So yeah, that that's basically what I've been playing recently. Was I wanted to give it another chance. Now. Um, with this series, I actually bought Romancing Saga on PS2. Which awesome. is like, yeah, it's a really good one. I like I, that I know, one. I know that's kind of a remake of the original yep. Romancing Saga, but it's the only one that was officially translated. Um, Not so now, I though. I mean, we know well, about the well, mobile I mean, game, like, yeah. Well, well, I mean, the first Romancing Saga... Totally. It, was it's the, it was the Super Nintendo. It was a good game, but yeah, we didn't get that over here until now, much later. Now I, know, I know the games are pretty different, so some might say... Yeah. Don't bother with the PS2 version or whatever. Just do the SNES version. But I'll just play this one because it's I, I can like buy it. Mitchell Sean was a good game. I like that game. And then the second one came out on phones, which I'll try that soon. Yeah. And then, like I said, the, and then I well I want to I want to get to Saga Frontier and you know kind of like I said I want to get through the series and kind of give it. Oh, I need to go back and play those games. That's because like I said I I, I, yeah. I enjoy these series or I enjoy some of the mechanics of some of the games I have played. Um, and then there's Saga, Saga Scarlet Grace, which is kind of, it's been in the works for a while, it seems like, and we still don't know a whole lot about it, but they they said there's going to be some information about it at, at Tokyo Game Show, so we'll see it pretty soon here, I guess. The only thing I remember about Saga Scarlet Grace is last year, but I, I don't even know if it was last year or two years ago, that like when they unveiled it, there was like a, like a very, very, very short like off gameplay clip, yeah, off gameplay clip of it. Art, yeah. uh, 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 no, not even concert. Like they, it shows like the the guy on the PS Vita playing it from like uh, on stage playing it, but like you can't actually see the screen because it's so small. And they they never released, they never released like I think they might have released maybe like one screenshot, but they didn't have like any Wait, direct feed video or anything. I, I think I just read it. It's supposed to be out next month. That's actually, I think that's actually what's supposed uh, to happen. They said it's supposed to be around TGS. It's supposed to come out. So oh, no. I, I thought they said there's going to be information at TGS. Yeah, I Let me let me double check because I think it's that. Oh, news to be available. Okay. Yeah. Whew, I thought I was like, I was what the hell? Out. Yeah, you're right. It was only announced like last TGS. So. What a very saga well, what is, approach. Well, wasn't, this origi- wasn't this originally supposed to be Saga 2015 or is that something else? No, it's supposed to be out this year for Vita. That was the only thing they said. So it's supposed to be out by the end of the year. What was the game that was dubbed Saga 2015? Was that that browser game? It's the browser game, I'm pretty yeah, sure. The Imperial yeah. Saga. I think oh, that, yeah, that they put so much footage out. It's it's supposed to be like a throwback with the same design as the old Saga games, but it's got all the variants of a mobage kind of thing. So disregard that game. That game I've heard mixed feelings about, but the Scarlet Grace, it's it's supposed to be, as you said, like an actual like legit sequel to the series and so i'm excited it's weird because it's a beta exclusive so you don't really see that and i cannot see this game being localized at I, all but. i don't know if it's gonna stay beta exclusive that's the thing we have to wait for more info because it's been so long since we got saga garlet scarlet grace info. Garlet. 
Scarlet. Scarlet. I was loving the name too. Skaga. Wait, Skaga. Just take a breath and then you can say it. I really hope that's like the abbreviated name for this game now. Skaga. Skaga. Yeah, it's like the old Japanese anime with the way too long titles. They just shortened it down to Skaga. God. All right. So that's, yeah, Scarlet Grace Saga. Scarlet Grace. I uh, was supposed to get more news next month, but um, it sounds like you're really pushing ahead with that. Will you will you import that game if it doesn't get released over here? Me probably not. <laughs> no, I mean, I know you played Vesperia in Japanese. I don't know how far. Uh, would well, you go. <laughs> it, it it depends. Like like for example, with Seventh Dragon, I could have just played the third game that was released, but I was like, you know what? I want to play up to it, so I imported those fan the... translations, and you didn't even play those I, once. I didn't I didn't I didn't play the fan translations. I just that's, played it in Japanese. <laughs> you just read a guide. I'm like, oh man, I I don't think I could go that far. For Honestly, her. Saga series are like super hard to like play like the Japanese version. Of them, it's all like, so they're well, very, like, they're so mechanics heavy that like you like, can screw up. Like for example, so I was things. I was considering playing like some of the summon knight games in japanese but oh those, no, no 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 those being those being hey. strategy rpgs like no they're that way probably... difficult it, yeah. it, it's it's weird because uh playing super wars game like in japanese they're not too difficult because all you have to really know is like what does what does this menu like you won't get any of the story shit because the story is just crazy like in terms of terminology but in terms of like actually playing it it's not that bad because the ui like is presented in a way that like things are like okay that's how this operates well like english menus and things like that in some strategy rpgs makes it easier but like summer night six for example lost borders which we recently heard is supposed to be out in february um vic ireland who uh worked at you know working designs the president of that company with like lunar series and whatnot he even said himself like summer night summer night six is the biggest project he's ever done bar none because there's the weird... way, a huge amount of dialogue and content yeah. inside that game that he's just this is the f- biggest thing he's ever done in his life wow. so it's something to put perspective the weird, the, the weird thing about summon night six is it has like what it does we'll talk about this later but what it does is it kind of like combines a bunch of characters from the earlier games and yep. it's kind of like it's kind of like a summon night crossover like what happens it, if all the characters are all in one universe and so a lot of english players are going to miss out on like it's it's project are, cross zone people? kind of style they get they get summoned into this world kind of thing that's why right. it's, it's right yeah it's tough like the, i played the demo at e3 it was like a bunch of characters that i saw like on box art for summon night I, I remember when i was writing up some news posts for it, it's like all right which game is this guy from oh nope. he's from the second one. Oh, this guy is from the third one a <laughs> lot of characters from the first game show up and you're like i have no idea because i only played like sword craft story or something for like the the only ones that got localized pretty much so. I, I don't know much about summon night at all it's, it's one series i never really dabbed into it's apparently i mean uh from what i've heard it's actually it's a big series i mean the fact that it's got so many entries kind of serves to that and like the swordcraft story are spinoffs so there's way yeah. more entries than that you know how many main entries of so- summon night did we get one one that was five last year <laughs> oh yep. wow okay we, the, the ones we got here before We're all spinoffs, all spin-offs. There, yeah. there, there, there was i, I might twin get this up there was twin age yep. which is on game boy advance and then there was swordcraft story one and two I, I, maybe one on game boy advance one on ds and that was it so we basically got three spinoffs and one mainline game, which is five. Oh and god! Now getting, and now we're getting six. <laughs> what a trip! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're on, by the way. Twin Age is the DS game. That's why it's oh. called Twin Age. Oh, okay. and then oh, and then the Swordcraft Story ones are both GBA. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All and right. Those are. I think those are all localized by Atlas. You should really play Twin Age sometime. Gosh, I, I, they're pretty now, awesome. Well, now that I played awesome. five, I kind of want to play the at least play the 
the, the, the translated ones eventually. But... They're really good. Uh, I got to play them, and they have a cool design to them. Like, the sprite work is pretty good in those games, mm-hmm. so... The only Summon Knight thing I did was Project Cross Zone 2 when one of the characters, like, showed up there. Oh, uh, what's, her, what's her name? The redhead? Uh, the, yeah, the redhead of the glass. I, the, the, she, she shows up in most of the games. Not yeah, quiet, yeah. though. She's a, repeated, she's, she's a repeated character in that. Is she, like, Re- the mascot recurring. character? Yeah. No, there's no, like, mascot character. It's just she's, well, I, I guess in some sense, it's just, like, you know, seeing Cloud and a bunch of stuff, that kind of thing. So It kind of reminds me of... Uh, I was doing some research on these games when I was do, like playing it. Kind of reminds me of Vicky in the Suikoden series. Like oh, she's okay. she's the only character that shows up in every Suikoden game. <laughs> um, she's also the best character, by the way. Is it like Welch in Star Ocean? Let's, yeah, let's kind of, yeah, keep throwing like things too. out the different characters we've seen. So, <laughs> so you're you're going to move from Final Fantasy two onto some more older games, though. That's kind of your thing. Like, is there anything coming up for review that you were going to cover? I don't remember. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just well, I'm just. I you just, got a lot of things I just graduated, and I'm yeah, gonna you're going to be pretty busy for a few yeah. months. Yeah, and I'll be on the job hunt and all that. Um, I'm still doing, and I'm still wrapping up research stuff, which honestly I'll probably still be working on even after I move, kind of remotely, uh, um, with my job that I'm no longer getting paid for. <laughs> Heck yeah! But, but uh, I'll probably be playing Dragon Quest if I can get a review copy of that. Yeah, Dragon but, Quest Seven. Because Dragon Quest Seven is the only Dragon Quest besides Ten I haven't played. It's it's kind of funny because you talk about like being so busy. Dragon Quest Seven, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, has no, a base really game cool. with over 100 hours of content, yeah. like a base game, not like side quest, just base style. That's I love it. But there's it's more stuff. Cool. There's like this is the remake <laughs> with like additional content added to it. So that's prepare yourself. Uh, for that. It was nice knowing you, Adam. Yeah, uh, I hope you get yeah, that early. Hopes, dreams, wishes. <laughs> I've, yeah, all, I've always wanted to oh, play that... it and I've only played like maybe an hour of it just because I my brother played a lot of it and it just it's it seems like it's it sucks your soul away <laughs> with all the content so. yeah well, enjoy it <laughs> have fun well, we went on we went on quite the the tangent there <laughs> no uh, we talked about what we'd love to talk about so so yeah we're moving on from that to so drive. what have you been playing um it's basically been stuff i've reviewed for the site um so i reviewed you know fairy fence f uh advent dark force i also got into resurrection i kind of had to cover those games at the same time and so i was trying hard not to you know switch off as much because i wanted to absorb what was happening uh fairy fence f advent dark force that was the first um real taste of that series i guess it's not really much of a series because just one game that was upgraded yeah yeah it's like this is like an expansion pack it's not a sequel i was confused for the longest time about what exactly that game yeah see that's the kind of thing that i thought a lot i I remember some of the original marketing was really confusing like it's got a new scenario like wait what do you mean and then it's got two new scenarios like wait what it's got the original (laughs) scenario like wait what it's super tough to market i imagine just because it's 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 hard to explain but really just come in as approach like an enhanced re-release that's kind of what it is um so it's it's got a bump in visuals but it's that game only came out like a couple years ago, so it doesn't really have much of a different look to it. Maybe some smoothing going on with aliasing, but that's it. Um, but the scenarios that were added, so um, I won't spend too much time talking about the games I've played just because we've got a lot of news to talk about. But um, the original path in Fairy Fenta F uh, was super frustrating. Like the characters were bad. The, the explanation was bad. I, I remember uh, Liz saying basically this when she reviewed it on PC. <laughs> 
I, I, I know this because uh, Zach and I were calling some other Discord members, and I was uh, live streaming Star Ocean Five, and he was getting super freaking pissed. At there were character motivations that made absolutely no fucking sense. I was trying like, why? It's it's that it's that main character that thinks he's holier than thou, that he can do oh. no wrong, that he that he's like I can make friends with everybody. Especially oh, wow. this guy who is the absolute worst person that you've seen in an RPG in years. Um, at least that's, that was my perspective. And I was like, why are worse you than, bothering worse... giving this guy the time of day? What were you going to say? I did say worse than Asbel from Graces. <laughs> that's like my uh, go-to. Like, you're talking about like a protagonist and his, and his motivations. This guy is a lot better than Asbel <laughs> in many respects. Um, it's, it's more just the fact that he does this weird like character 180 um, halfway through the game that he's suddenly motivated. Uh, like and before he's like super not motivated. Like he's just he doesn't want to do anything without like a lot of pushing a lot of like a motivation to do it. Like what's your motivation? Eating food. That's kind of what his thing is. Uh, so if he gets a feast at the end of it, he's so super into doing it, which is kind of my motivation for a lot of, yeah. Back when in the years of cross country, if we got a meal at the end of it, I was super into doing like a a 5k or something, but, um, it was fine. But then this, the, this release got uh, a different story that made the game 10 times more interesting. And so for the people that have played the original game and uh, want a much better told story, want more interesting characters, even characters that were barely um, addressed in the original, they get a lot more time here. Uh, so it's totally worth it if you're interested in checking out this game. Um, it's still I, got, now you, did, you, did you play the original or no? Just a few hours. And I, Well, I know when I was doing like some posts on this game, like they made it to so the battle system. You have more characters and it's also more yes. similar to to the Neptunia later games or something? Yeah, not really. I mean, oh, I've, uh, I, guys... I, I haven't played these games, so I don't yeah, know. It's like, I, I do remember that they said that now there's like six characters in battle instead of three or something like that. Yeah, that's that's what I mentioned in my review too. Speaking as someone who's reviewed all the Neptunia games, like I think every single Neptunia game that's actually came out here, I've reviewed all of them. Um, except for like maybe the, the original and Mach 2, and Josh knows all about those games, how miserable the first Neptunia game was. Excellent. Um, fucking ai based like computer random rng bullshit but anyway um it was uh it's definitely much better Uh, in the fact that as you said there's six characters and that's a lot uh that's obvious and to having a field i mean star ocean 5 you look at like the seven characters in combat this has got six they balance the enemies and everything they rebalance i think the entire game to make it um you know, in line with having that many people on the field, but also uh, the combo system is more interesting. The animations are cooler. There's a lot more going on than the Neptunia series has. And so if this is supposed to be the evolution of the Neptunia series into something like this, it's pretty awesome. Mega Dimension didn't even have some of this stuff, uh, or at least it didn't go as far as this game did with the combat. The combat, I think, is the probably the best part. Of, of the now, I remember in your review, you said something like sometimes bosses um, were frustrating because of, I don't remember exactly what you said, but like just getting extra turns or something. Or Oh, yeah. No, they, they restarted the battle. And so this is kind of the thing that the original game had. And it was it was awful uh, in the sense. That, OK, so say, for example, it does this crazy, stupid deus ex machina bullshit. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm using that. <laughs> oh, well, that's what properly. you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, yeah. Sorry, God. Uh, if I remember your review, like this, so this is more story oriented than com mechanics. Yeah. We're like, like there's this boss that, according to the story, our characters have no chance of beating, but because of 
like somebody pulling something out of their back pocket at the last chance. Now they can or something. That's yeah. It's it's yeah. not always. I, I I'm not even sure I use that phrase properly because like oh, half the time yeah. it's that, I half the time did. it's more. Yeah. yeah. I just mean like it wasn't always that specific fashion, but it is the case. At least I can give it credit. If you can't defeat, if you're not supposed to beat this boss, you can't even deal any damage to it. So it's pretty obvious when you have to just let it go and die. But the problem is, is that it does it maybe like seven or eight times. I'm not kidding. It oh. happens a lot. That's and so, kind yeah, of an kind of an aside. The worst thing is, is when you have a boss and it's like you don't know if you're supposed to win or not, and you think it's a battle you're supposed to lose, kind of like a you know a story gameplay you're supposed to lose type battle or whatever, and then it turns out nope, you're supposed nope. to win. <laughs> yeah, and you get like the game over screen. I, I, I might have, I might have even talked about this on this podcast before, but Magna Carta Two is the the most memorable example of that that I can that I've been counting. Oh, well, totally. That that game is I I reviewed the PS2 version and it had that and I was like this is fucking stupid. I just um, wonder like when you're when with Advent Dark Force like I'm just wondering uh what their like the initial criticisms like from the Japanese side was of, the, of like the the base game like did they feel the same way of like about like the terrible like base route and then so they were compelled oh, to Oh, it was I mean yeah. anyone with the common sense would see that there's a lot of, some big problems with that. So, so I wonder if that like that's what the mentality came into the Advent Dark but it's like well fuck we really want to, like you know sell these characters in this game like Let's rewrite wanna... this let's rewrite yeah, the story pretty much and it's, make it's... it a different route. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'll talk about the other game that I was going to address later about what it means to like rewrite characters but in a fair fence F, the, the characters aren't really rewritten it's that characters that were barely addressed in the original have more time here and so like the and this is like you, you're switching sides in a sense you get characters that are on the other side that get more time here more play um but um yeah the original a lot of the characters were very paper thin like the very cardboard cutouts about the the play into these tropes i mean that's definitely the case here that you definitely have characters that play into certain tropes but um at least, at least there was more time with them, and so you got to know them better. Uh, yeah, the bosses, by the way, yeah, like all they did was like they gave you the same boss. Suddenly, they got super more difficult, and they got like five or six health bars that you have to deal with. Um, and and then uh, when it comes to like restarting combat, and I just the whole thing about like in RPGs where a character comes back stronger than they used to be for some reason, it, I hate that. I I think that's the worst. Even like. Disgaea with the mid boss character. It's like, oh. no, he's fucking, he's supposed to, he should be at the same exact health he was when I faced him like 20 minutes ago. There should be no reason that he became stronger just because he went, he went home, did a few push ups, and came no, back. No, he's not whole, one he, punch man. He's not. He, he's because, no, it's, I actually, actually having played Disgaea now, the first one, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, it's obvious he was just holding himself back the first time. I was Duh. holding Come back. On. Yeah, that's fucking stupid I, mean, <laughs> I really hate that reason too. to be fair like for the most part i mean just mild spoiler i guess is that there's they they play up the comedy bit of that that's that's where i can accept it there because it's it's very comedic the way they do that when it happens in other games i'm just like when i take it 100 with a new character yeah. someone new don't don't go back and this is the fact that they had to deal with that now that was the original fair offense f when they did a lot of that stuff here it's everything's way better like characters become more interesting things get more you know compelling there's multiple endings um that were not there in the original game and um there's even okay so there's one there's original path there's new one that i appreciate there's a third one that just goes way off the deep end like some things are kind of funny I think your main character becomes like this, the head of another organization. It's really stupid. Um, <laughs> but the the way that they deal with some characters is just awful. Like, not even like funny ways, just awful. Like, they're just, 
they're very maltreated it's it's poor uh so like i i can't even see like doing that it's like it's like the genocide ending but anyway um but Uh, i they have they have they haven't announced a pc port of this uh or no plans yet right it was just a they did the ersrb rating but that's idea factory does that for all their releases okay well that 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 was the weird thing about it kind of like uh with tokyo xanadu now where before the pc release came out because i remember because i was covering the news for this the fairy fencer f advent dark force was announced a long time ago and it took them like 10 months to to from announcement to, to give any update on it this is for the PS4 version, and yeah. in that time, they announced the PC version for from Idea Factory, and like, kind of this awkward like, well, now the PC version doesn't have any of this. Yeah, this it's, it's all because it's like all American side, and so like the Japanese side right. does what it wants, but they want yeah. want a so PC kind of kind of we talked about this on the last pack, podcast with Tokyo Xanadu. Now there's going to be a PC version along with the original Vita version, but it's not going to have anything from this updated version. So it's just kind of, you know, it's not ideal. It's just kind of this awkward situation. Yeah, even it's, it's also about, like, the price difference. Obviously, you're going to pay very little for the Fire Fence F on the Steam yeah, compared to this one. You pay twice as much on that. Yeah, I would that's, say, probably, that's probably, like, that's probably under 10 bucks now. Yeah, I would say, personally, if, if you haven't played Fire Fence F, get Advent Dark Forest. Don't bother with the original release just because it's... An, having three battle party members versus six, there's some big differences there and the way the story goes, it's way better in Advent Dark Forest. And this is because I played the, the original path. I already mentioned before, I've only played a few hours of the original. In Advent Dark Forest, I beat the original path, then went back and beat the new route. And so, uh, so way better. I mean, this kind of goes without saying, I hope, but I assume because there are separate paths, there's like enough of a new game plus or some sort of way that you don't have to start from scratch if you want to do all a new carries path. Over. Yeah, even, yeah. Like, not even level, not just levels and equipment and money, even like characters come over. So like you're, you're about to face this guy and you're, the same persons in your party. It's <laughs> just in case kind of. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's he's, hilarious. He's, 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 really like, he's a comrade in one path and a villain in the other. You can just bring him over if you. No, him. not even. It's not even story related. It's just the fact when you go into combat, they're there. And that's that's all it is. It's just like they. Yeah. It's like when you have like that weird Final Fantasy VII hack where you can game shark your way of having have a Sephiroth, Sephiroth your in your party. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that feeling of just like you're facing Sephiroth, but he's standing right next to you, so it's kind of super weird. Um, there's some weird doppelganger. Yeah, uh, he, meta. <laughs> he just he dyed his hair. That's all. He cared a big story. That's all it is. It's not even the same Sephiroth. He's just, he's it's it's a, Sephiroth. No, he's just, he's just a cosplaying fan. He's just a yeah. super fan. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of experience. But then I was also playing God Aid Resurrection, and we were talking about the whole like translation versus localization. Um, God Aid Resurrection had a whole reworked re translation, but also a whole new voice direction, and so characters a lot more chatty in this game than they used to be a lot more voice work there's some new casted characters as well but now some... remind me before you get started so i know there was a god eater game on psp god De- now... god's eater burst yeah god's... Now, that, be... that, that, was, that was the original that was like the very first one right it was a slightly enhanced version of the original because there was god oh. eater then god eater burst in japan oh. we got god eater burst okay and now this god eater resurrection is this like the same game like enhanced again or is it more like a remake it's, like is it is it like a remastered version of this game with like the same everything like systems or is this more like a remake it's a remake that? it's a fact it's a remake what okay. it does is it uses god eater 2's engine uh, for one thing and so all the rem- the models are redone 
but also, it is not just the original game, which most of it is just the original game. They also added the content to bridge the God Eater 1 and God Eater 2 Rage Burst. And so it's like it's got story content in there to help you uh, go into the second game. And that's why this is a good, really good game for people that are interested in the second game, the Rage Burst, when it comes out at the end of the month. Because like this gives you that context that is is crucial if you want to get right into that so, now i know some of the details were weird with regions and platformers but for m at least most versions of god eater 2 if you buy that or at least if you pre-order it you get this this game resurrection for free so yeah the way this, I, don't, the way... I don't know i don't know if that's like a hundred percent for every no, it's version not. in every I'll territory explain. it's definitely yeah, not the case i'll tell you it's confusing yeah, yeah. i'll tell you right now um, in America, it's only for the PlayStation 4 version. People need to understand this. It's only not, not, for the PlayStation 4 version. Not, not, not PC and not Vita? Not Vita. I can tell you that much. Vita, you cannot do that. In Europe, you can get it for any version. <laughs> that's, that, that's why it's kind of upsetting in, in a way that Ben Dynamco in Europe is doing the right thing, but in America, they're not letting you get both versions. It's even on the box art in Europe. That's how you can actually tell. I mean, when you go to pick up at the store, that's you'll know because the code comes in the case. But um, hmm. I don't remember if the PC release has the first game with it. I think it does because it's not even out on PC yet, right? No, it kind of, no. no it's going to come out on it's coming out on the same day. I, I think yeah. I think it's being I think it's being released on PC like it is in Europe. The, yeah, the, it's, the, I think it's, it's PC and PS4. It's, I know for a fact it's not the that. Big. That actually confused me because I thought kind of both games came out at the same time. It you know, did. You know, at the same time. And but... then I was like, no, wait, Resurrection on PS4 and Vita actually comes out in June. But the, everything else comes out, but the PC version is is waiting for August with the sequel. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's it, the way easy way to put it is that in July, um, I'm sure it was July. I don't think it was August. In July, um, it was God Eater Resurrection for PS4 and Vita came out that day, and then at the end of August, both the PC and all the European releases were coming at the end of the month. That's how it worked. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of weird. I did the news post for that, so that's how I remember. I, I remember trying to fucking um, to do the release date calendar for Discord. I was like, "How the hell am I gonna try to like fit that in? Fit that in to like make that <laughs> make sense of that?" I was like, "I hope no, oh, PC, uh, PC versions are out. European kind of versions are out." <laughs> they did. They did recently confirm that the, at least the the PC release of God Eater Two Rage Burst is going to be in sixty frames per second. That's what they announced today. Oh. Um, it's not that's, the case. That's, that's cool because like I know even like so like. God Eater apparently on console only is only thirty. It's because uh, it's crossplay. That's well, the thing. Yeah. It's PS4 like, and Vita crossplay, so well, I'm sure it's this. Well, I remember with Tales of Zestaria, which is you know the same publisher, that on PC is not sixty unless you like hack it. And I don't know the state of it now. But I know there I was some. I know there's like a, mod, a fan made mod. I, think I know. I know there was a mod, but I know. I know it originally had some issues because how the game calculates things on frame rate. But I, yeah. I know it, I know it natively didn't have 60 frames per second. So but, someone's but this, but trying God to. Oh, sorry, but God Eater 2 does, so that's cool. Someone's so, trying to hack that into Stereo, but it takes like one single event and battle at a time. It's going to take forever for him to do that. That's... Hey, you know you know what? What's the uh, better way to experience Stereo? Just play it on the PS3. No, just the go anime. watch the anime. Just go watch the anime. Go watch the... I, I, I heard that the anime like is putting a heck, a heck of a lot more focus on Alicia, which is kind of funny because that's one thing that a lot of people seem to be upset about was how she was so prominent in the marketing. But apparently, not like I said, I haven't played the game, but apparently her role in the game is pretty minor. Uh, so they've put a lot more focus on her in the yeah, anime. I remember, she's, she's I, DLC, I remember, like, I remember in the first episode of the Hysteria, this isn't really spoiling anything. It's like it, It's basically like a prologue of uh covering alicia before she like 
uh, met uh, Sori, Sore or whatever, and and uh, Mikleo, and the, like uh, apparently that was never showed in the game. Like I said, I never uh, I haven't played Zestereo, so I'm only going by like people's reactions and comments on so, that. But there, there, there's a lot more world building so, in terms of like uh, lead up yeah. on the actual Zestereo content itself. So going back to God Eater Resurrection, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's definitely uh, a much better game. Um, but yeah, some of the characters are have been redone. Uh, Soma, for some reason, he used to be more of like a darker, more brooding kind of character. In this game, he's like making jokes and laughing. It's really oh, weird. Oh, that's weird. Gina is supposed to be like kind of like uh, Marina from Valkyrie Chronicles. She's like a silent sniper, kind of like very keep to herself, but making like comments here and there. And this one, she's more kind of like a masochistic kind of character. It's really <laughs> weird. Like she's totally into like uh, hurting people. It's it's oh, so, 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 so she's sadistic. Then. Sadistic. I'm sorry, I'm using the wrong term. Sadistic. She's more sadistic, and that's it's bizarre. I, I don't. I don't get it. It's uh, they, uh, what do you, do the you more think... chipper. Everyone's chipper. It's weird. Like they're talking about like I'm gonna go home, eat a bunch of food, and sleep for days. Like Sakia says that. I'm like I'm just seeing like that's weird. Oh, and they're in the in the some of the comments. It's just like when the when the battle's over, like they play some like really upbeat music. I don't. It, everyone's dying. Like I don't get why everyone's like in this. So it's do, do you think and, that says annoying bitch? It's, do you think it's, the, the localized characterization like negatively impacts the game as a result? That's what I was talking about. Like when we were talking about like the the uh, the way they make changes to that stuff. It just it can kind of hurt in the fact. I mean, a lot of these changes were made in the uh, Japanese version of the game, but they the fact is the resurrection. It is like a a retranslation and a redubbing all this stuff. But um, I'm not saying it's like awful uh, it's just the fact it's it's weird that's it's it's it's, it's off-putting yeah. it's it, it just makes you feel uncomfortable with some of the uh, stuff you do but i will say um the game is only 20 bucks i think right. that's what i kind of pushed in my review that that kind of negates a lot of criticisms i can have for that i mean everyone has different core value when they put into a game but this game is pretty long uh, you can spend like dozens of hours in it and it's got more content. Their online mode isn't really there. I mean, I tried the online mode a couple times. I did play one match, um, but when I came back to it later, there was like no one playing, no servers. I imagine once we get to the point of it coming out um, on PC, that'll open up more people. But it's I think people should really give it a try. It's, it's a very story-driven game. So people that were into Monster Hunter, that's kind of more... Monster Hunter is more just a, you know, gameplay. It's, it's this big barely any story there whatsoever no real characters except for like some mascots and things like that um here it's way more about the people themselves even if the story is not that great uh it's it's at least there that's more than i can say okay and then also i've been playing mobius final fantasy which just came out uh just a few days ago how's that 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 looks super weird it's so yeah, so. Uh, so apparently, now I don't. This, uh, this isn't confirmed. But <laughs> you, apparently, you, I'm sorry. Every, every time you talk, it's always about like I've never played it, but no, 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 but, no, no, no. I'm just like man, go ahead. I, no, this isn't even similar. But apparently, this game was originally supposed to be, or at least was originally billed as the third installment of Final Fantasy X, um, really? using Final Fantasy XIII's battle system. I did not know about that. And so, but then they, they basically just they basically decided to to to, to ditch that, and now Which it's ba- it, but it does have a lot of the Final Fantasy thirteen elements. Um, you can even you can kind of see that right away in the in the battle system. It's got a job system which is pretty awesome. That's yeah. What, the most is it like do you only like control like one dude? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. You control one dude. You got a fairy that kind of helps you, but she's like kind of cosmetic. Or he, it's actually you can switch it out kind of like a 
fantasy star online kind of thing where you got like a uh, one of those like mags <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. um yeah. they get they do give you some benefits as well like they can randomly like give you haste or regen that kind of thing um what's the gameplay like just like uh like on the i've i've only seen like very barely like any footage of this so how did i actually play it on the phone so it's very it's a card-based game and so you're kind of uh running around building a deck based around the job that you have so there's only certain cards that you can use given the job that you have and so you start off like as a i guess you start off like as an onion knight is kind of the base class can, can oh. you can you switch jobs yeah. during battle okay yeah, during they, battle no you, oh. you start the uh, but the battles are so short like if you if you die you can switch at that point it's a stamina system as are, the, are the battles like actual like encounters that you see the monster in, or is it like a card table no, you fight. Okay. okay. Uh, so what happens is that it, it's like an, um, it's a map. It's a point-to-point map, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics style. Like you, get, you go to certain points on a map, and then once you're in there, it tells you how much stamina you got to use to go and initiate the combat, uh, and you get to choose your deck before you go in. It tells you up front uh, whether the cards that you selected will be usable with your job, but for the most part, you're going to be sticking with a certain deck. Like you won't be playing too much around with that unless you're going like online fighting other people. How many which, cards in a deck? Like five. Oh, okay. I think okay. yeah, it's like it's like five, including your job that you chose. Um, and they have like a ton of different designs. All the characters from like past, like all the summons from past Final Fantasy games, and like all these monsters. Um, by I saw I saw that there was a female Ifrit. Ifrita. Yes, Ifrita uh, and Chiba, and they're very designed uh, for fan service. But is there, is there Doom Train? Well, I'm, I, well, I mean, Shiva, Shiva is kind of always that, but like yeah. Ifrita, Ifrita, like, she's like if, Ifrita is basically like a fire Shiva now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like you just make a red. That's all it is. Uh, so, uh, same kind of design as Secret here. Summon in FF15. So when you go into just to explain the way that the the um, the combat works is that when you go in. Um, you are given a number of battles that you have to clear, a number of like, uh, uh, waves, as it were. So you have like three waves of enemies that you have to defeat. Um, it plays out uh, kind of like any... Uh, I don't know how to really compare this to, because it's not a turn-based game um, necessarily. It, I mean, it's round-based, it, kind of. Is, it, is, it, is there an ATB, like you wait for your, your turn, like your bar to fill up to get a turn, or is it more like... You you go, then they go, then you go. Like it's like rigid, that. Uh, they have their rigid. own. They do have turns. I'll say that much. Uh, but it's it's kind of like more round based in that. Um, you're given a number of actions. So like say like your round begins. Do you have four actions? Now you can like attack three times and then throw up uh, a shield. So it's it's very elemental based. And so like you face an enemy that is fire based or wind based. Then you put on your earth shield or your uh, water shield, that kind of thing. Your fire shield. So. Well, well, let me, well, let, me, when, let, me when, let me finish explaining before yeah. we we keep asking more yeah. questions because I want to explain what it is. Um, and so, like, you throw up a shield, you fight the enemy, and then you whittle down their health. They have shields. They have like kind of like a guard. They have to break, and then you can deal more damage to them. And then you're using your cards that you have with you have their own inherent characteristics their own skills that you have it so like i've got yuna card and she can help me heal myself if i need to but also can uh if i upgrade her card she can heal even more or she can also cast regen that kind of thing um or if i wanted to use uh like ifrita she's got like fire aga that i can just fire a shoot off and and kill an enemy or deal like weak damage to them um, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it's just, and, and they have cooldowns, the cards have cooldowns, so you just attack and attack and attack, and when the card comes up, you can use their ability and just fire that off, that kind yeah. of thing. 
What are you going to ask, though? Well, I know when if, you, if, if you just look at five seconds of the gameplay, it looks really similar to, like, Lightning Returns. Um, yeah, actually, it's kind and, of, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, those games also kind of have, I, I don't know if round system is the right way to put it, but, like, this is true for all the Final Fantasy Thirteen games. Like, you have a certain amount of ATV, and depending on which moves you do, they use up, you know, either one chunk or two chunks of ATV, and you can basically as, basically use as many as you can fit. And this is true for all the Final Fantasy Thirteen games. And then those games also kind of have that break system where you. It's, yeah, the way. It's, and, and it doesn't sound like it's, it's, it doesn't sound like it's, it's, it doesn't sound like exactly like that, but uh, I, I can definitely see where some Final Fantasy Thirteen influences are there. Yeah, um, it's even even just different. even in just even in just like the model animations and how they attack, it looks similar to that. Yeah, it's way more the the actions you can perform are quantified, so it's not like you're using a bar necessarily. So that's why that's where the it diverges. But yeah. yeah, the way it's definitely like the Final Fantasy Thirteen system, which I actually personally really enjoyed. I thought the Thirteen's kind combat was pretty good uh except for some weird things like the semblance of like you you don't really have as much control of your characters as the game thinks that you are like pretends that you have and so it's annoying when lightning moves in front of an uh, of your enemy who's fame who's trying to shield you you move in front of the no get, yeah you don't have behind. and i assume for a mobile game you don't have any like positioning control here either right nope nope it's, yeah. it's all like your line of enemies and then you're on the other side um yeah. But the thing with this game, though, is that as cool as cool as it looks and the way it's designed, there are some fall, um, some problems with it. Um, for one thing, it's missed a lot of content that the Japanese released has. But this is the same as like Record Keeper, and Record Keeper it's huge now. It's got a ton of stuff. In this year, missing a lot of like as far as I can understand, it's probably missing a lot of jobs because um, in for Japan it's really? got a ton of jobs like it's got like dragoons and samurais and pounds yeah it's, I think they're like content updates yeah uh, or like different schedules and whatnot it's now yeah. now this game is free it's free it's a free to play mobile um, type of game and you only get they only gave us the first two chapters I've already beaten I've already gotten through the two chapters earlier today so I'm all caught up on content as is, a, are, is there like a gotcha system for the cards totally it's got it's got multiple gotcha systems so oh. one is like um you can roll for a new job and it even says like a roll for a job that you don't have so that's oh, okay that's, that's cool it's better that way um, it's got one that you um, can get rare cards of course uh, and also one that's well, actually, I guess it's the the what the, what the con is like your spear. That's the fairy I was talking about, or the the mag. Uh, you can actually just pick up one. It's got a store too. You can totally buy something. The only issue though is the. It's kind of funny that when the game came out, the the currency system, like you know, when you have like in some mortgages where it's like the number of. Um, orbs that you have or number like some weird currency that you can only use for the gotcha system um the magicide is what it is here and in the original when it first came out that magicide could expire like there's there's this bar at the top of the screen that's supposed to count up to 100 and if you don't grab it in time you actually can lose it um they quickly patched i think the same day where that stuff doesn't expire okay <laughs> so they immediately gotcha. got the point that everyone got upset when that when they were doing that and also it's also weird that our the amount that we have to spend to like roll for the gacha is twice as much as it is in Japan. That has what? not changed. That is that is crazy. And Magicide's super expensive. Say for example, you want to buy I I, I I kind of forget the number, maybe like three thousand, five thousand Magicide, and that's kind of like the what you need to have to roll. Mm -hmm. um, 
It costs like twenty bucks. <laughs> and then over in Japan, it's like a thousand yen, which is ten bucks. Probably, yeah. It's 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 the the amount you have to pay and the amount it costs to buy stuff is bizarrely uh... absurd in some cases. Um, I mean, the good news is that you can also use just Jill uh, or Gil. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I say Jill to uh, buy cards. Now, you can also augment those cards, but say you want to augment a four-star card to become five-star, it costs like 300,000 Gil or something like that. It's I imagine it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Um, but there's all these systems at play. The, the other drawbacks for the game is that uh, the dialogue sucks. Like the the main character is very angsty. It's a, is it like uh, English dubbed? Yeah, it's okay. totally English dub. It's got the actors, but the voice acting is not that good. But that's Final Fantasy. I don't think has ever had that good of voice acting anyway. <laughs> um, personally, I don't think the voice acting in any of the Final except Fantasy. except for twelve, and that was. Uh, a- I kind of like a, a little bit of twelve's voice acting. Yeah, like Valtier. Yeah, I'll take it. Vaughn is pretty awful. Uh, Va- it, Vaughn, uh, compare like Vaughn's voice acting to like this guy, or like, Squall is more like it. If it's if Squall could voice act, that's what this character sounds like. It's he's very insty and very like. I mean, he's not like the black hole of ain't that Squall is, but like it's it's almost whatever. It's <laughs> Squall's awful, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's 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 very it's hard to like get into the moments that they're trying to kind of give to you uh, when you're not getting that same emotional response back. Like the guy is not acting as well. I don't know if it's just that you're trying to lip like like sync up with the lip flaps. It's it just like the, everything moves so quickly from one dialogue to the next that you're just like, wait, what? Oh, okay, uh, uh, this is okay. This was a terrible thing that just happened, but I don't feel anything. <laughs> what's, uh, what's like the just uh, you don't have to go too deep in depth into it, but what's the basic premise of this game? It's the okay. So the basic premise is that it's the Warriors of Light, just like you know all the other Final Fantasy kind of the older games. You're supposed to be like this Warrior of Light. This this, everything's been prophesized that you're supposed to be this this great savior of the world. And collect the crystals. Yeah, and this this guy that's supposed to like ask this, this bad guy that's like trying to destroy the world. And so um, every and this is kind of like a generational thing. And so you're supposed to be this new warrior of light. But the weird thing is, so I named my character Zach. Of course, I named my character after myself when I don't when you're given the opportunity. Otherwise, it's just the name of the character that the game generates uh, by default. But um. Everyone is calling themselves Zach, who, who thinks that they're the next Warrior of Light. So I'm like, I'm going into like, there's this arena that I'm I'm going into. It's you against all these other Zachs, but <laughs> they don't they don't play into it as much as they could. It could be uh, way funnier. So he's like, no, I'm Zach. It's like I'm Spartacus. Like, no, I'm Zach. No, I'm Zach. And it's like all these things. Like you're trying to fight, and like, no, my name is really Zach. You should really back off. Um, but. They don't play into it as much because once you're in combat, you're not facing people; you're facing monsters. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's 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 like sometimes you get like so, the humanoid form, like these giant knights or whatever. But it's 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 usually just like common fodder enemies or the ones you face just with like a gold color instead of a black or something. It's it it doesn't play to as much as I wish it did. But it, some of the dialogue is funny it's it's really bizarre like uh it's like you're just gonna let me win uh yeah whatever we don't care just you need to be the savior okay just be the savior okay we need somebody we've been waiting forever it's it's annoying that we have to do this arena combat fighting tournament uh because we've been waiting for you to come along not that you have 
we're just going to kind of throw the fight and let you win. Uh, so it's, 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 it's kind of funny at times like that. Um, but because we're getting the first two chapters of it, um, the way things lead off, it's, it's just not that good. It's, it's a very, it's a very standard storyline. It's, it's not the best thing. I wouldn't really expect the mobile game to have like a great story. Uh, I don't <laughs> or, know. I mean, I guess record keeper, whatever. record keeper feeds into the nostalgia. So yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I've played some good, stories but yeah it, unless it's like the ones that you spend like 15 20 bucks for like uh the re-releases of like old final fantasy games yeah you're not going to get something impressive here but it's it does enough i will say the other issue is that you could totally play this game on auto uh and that's all i did i just hit auto battle and that it did it all itself because the problem is that i <laughs> it's a lot of systems at play whether you're like you're supposed to tap when you want to attack, like attack, attack, and then change your barrier at the last, at the right moment, and then use your card at the right specific time um, to like throw out a special move or something. If I just hit auto, the guy is smart enough to do anything at the right moment it needs to be. Like, okay, well, that that that's that's just like the Final Fantasy thirteen games too. Like, yeah, they'll do, well, they'll, uh, do the, they'll do the right debuffs and all of that. But this works even in bosses. In Final Fantasy thirteen, the last thing you want to do is do that in bosses, or at least for the most of them, because they get super hard, and they you you'd rather have more control over that. Here, it's like I'm okay if I do that even in the hardest battles, because um, the only issue I came across is maybe. Uh, my guy would not heal at the right time. But if it's got that old like free to play system where it's like you can ask to rent somebody else's card that they set to their profile if you're wanting to get some additional help. And so all I do is that, and this is kind of a, a hot tip. Um, anytime you get an opportunity to recruit somebody else's card, try to find the one that heals, like Yuna or the other heart shaped cards, because those are the ones that you you have an extra uh, cure spell at your disposal because. You have five rounds until you can use that card again. And so I've got one in my immediate deck, but then I got one on the side. So they're just switching off each other. So I'm never really in any trouble, Hot even tips. in the hardest battles. Yeah. Hot tips. Hot tips from Zach. So, but you, once you put that game on auto, it, unless and I assume it gets way more difficult in the later stages, but it's, uh, it, it was no problem at all to get through the cons in the game just by setting auto. Okay. So. But that's kind of my experience with Mobius Final Fantasy. Uh, it's available now. It, it was wide released. I hope anyone who pre-registered got like the the Tidus's sword from Final Fantasy X. I think it looks like, and then also some other content as well. I think they got the special cards like Yuna came for free because they did that. I think Mobius did that thing where it's like, yeah, no, they totally did. Well, like you, if enough people post this on their Facebook and people tweet about it, <laughs> they, get, they get like this. They unlock additional things, um, which I'm totally fine with. It's a like Kickstarter stretch goals. I'm totally okay with that stuff. Yeah, Just whatever. Mostly because I got more stuff. But that's my experience. I I think it's totally worth a download. It's 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 got a really good look to it. I mean, if you, the problem is like in combat looks fine. If you look at the your character model in the um, profile, the model, it's super alias. It's like very jagged. It it's awful looking. It looks like it's from a PlayStation. Are, are there like graphical game. settings? Does that do any of the graphical settings like alter that or nah? You can't change the graphic settings as far as I can tell. I didn't dig deep into that stuff, but I don't think there's any adjustments made. Okay. But on my phone it ran fine. It didn't slow down and so and my phone's not that great. So I think it's like I had to buy a new phone just to play Record Keeper properly, and so that's kind of gives you an idea of where my phone's at. But it's it, it was playable, and I I think it's worth the download. Cool. Uh, 
But yeah, let's move into news because we're talking enough about games right now. Um, the biggest news that we've got is the releases of some new Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon. A Lolan Pokemon that we had some fun on our account posting pictures of. <laughs> tell, us, yeah. tell us about what's what's the big news that they put out with their recent uh, updates. So, I mean, they've been kind of drip teasing, or not drip teasing, but they've been drip basically teasing. showing... They've been basically showing off some of the new Pokemon, like, you know, like is expected. Um, but this in the last week or so, they revealed that some Pokemon in this new region have like a special form for this region. And the one that kind of became a joke, like a meme was exec executor. I don't know. It's you executor. Executor. Yeah. Yeah. With the egg. Executor. Oh, yeah. So the, the, but like, it's like, it's like, it now it has like, it's like a giant neck. Long ass it's, a like a it's a dragon now. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the funniest thing about like, they show a Charizard and then they got like palm tree. as the character. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like a Vulpix, which Vulpix is like a fire fox, and Ninetales is its evolved form, and now they have like ice versions of those, and then like Sandshrew has an ice version. Um, so yeah, kind of just some new Pokemon. But really the more interesting thing was it see they haven't like confirmed this directly, but it, it seems like, first of all, this is the seventh generation of Pokemon? Is it the Yo, eighth? Is it that much already? Holy I think shit. it is, yeah. It's, oh it's my god. Far. Yeah, um, but anyway, it seems like gyms are a thing of the past. Um, yeah, but the, it, the, what they've been replaced by is there are four islands on this Alo. At first, I thought it was called the Aloha region because you know. I know. Well, no, that is the original well, voice, but it, it is. But it's like this is the Aloha. No, it, it's not. I, I thought it was the Aloha region because it's obviously Hawaii inspired, but it's actually Aloha, uh, two L's. Um, Should be Aloha. Anyway. Oh yeah, I know it is. I, I I'm sorry, I I miss I misheard you. I thought yeah, you could say it's like the low lawn. I, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, so there's four islands, and I guess on each island you do like these trials, and they didn't like detail these specifically, but there's trials can involve like like an item hunt, like you're looking for certain items, or or like item collection, or or taking on various strong Pokemon or things like that. So um, it's like you're doing these different things rather than just going from gym to gym. Um, and there's these four different captain characters that kind of run these trials. And then there are totem Pokemon, which are like, they're just like a normal creature, only they've been powered up and can call allies kind of like a mini boss battle type thing. And then there's these kahunas, which I guess these are the more most equivalent to gym leaders, where once you complete all the trials, you take on a kahuna, and then that kind of... I guess progresses the story and somehow or some... badges from them kind of thing. I don't think there's badges, but it, so yeah, it's a little much. bit, it's a little bit different from the gym setup, which is, you know, probably something that Pokemon needed to change the formula up a little bit, but yeah, it seems similar. Everything's more outside, more about the world itself. Not so much like go inside a small building kind of. Yeah. Thing. And then, um, so that was kind of the, the, some of the bigger news was that this kind of this structure change, or at least attempting to mix things up a little bit. Uh, but you also, I, uh, hold on ahead. before we go on, you know what they should just change gyms to? They should just make like, like Legends of Hidden Temple trials. <laughs> that's kind of what the old ones were, weren't they? Like you had to do puzzles to solve to get through them. That's that's kind of what it was. Really like that fucking like Pokemon, the original Pokemon with the stupid like the, trash the, cans. Not the trash, not the trash cans, but like the uh, the the little spinning uh, that you had to like figure out like the right path because you had. You yeah. I, I remember like was there like a puzzle for like, Sabrina's gym, for for example? I'm trying to remember like to get to Sabrina's like battle, you had to go to like 
the gym there's layout. A, I just remember like there's these stupid the arrows on the floor that oh. you had to like follow because you were you were like on these treadmills or something like these little belts and you had to like make sure you got through because if you didn't, that, that you sent like all the way back to the beginning. I don't know if that was a gym, but that was like the Team was, Rocket areas. It was. But I know, like, oh in yeah, the, but you're in, right. in the in the original like psychic gym with Sabrina, I I kind of weird how I remember these. Didn't she like warp the, around a different? Place? Yeah, you warped around. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so I guess now instead of gyms, there are trials. So it's yeah. maybe not, maybe not like dramatically different, but Legend of the Temple trials put together the monkey and all that, right? Yeah. So be. the the other thing they revealed Quits. was that each Pokemon type. So in like in the most recent games, which what were those again? X and Y. Uh, they each there's like Mega evolutions, so it's kind of like altered forms of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, that they could temporarily become, or no, you could choose one in your party. I, don't, I haven't played these games, so I don't remember. It's yeah, like, I don't think yeah, anyone's here to play, but like, let's let's but see now, up front. We haven't really played these games. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't have Andrea here, who I think is probably the biggest Pokemon fan of our group. Uh, um, but now there's like Z moves, which is like you have your normal move set, and then you have like a special move depending on the type of your Pokemon that they can use once per battle, kind of like a a trump card, if you will. So, like, any electric Pokemon, like Pikachu, it's like does some sort of, like, Gigavolt or whatever they call it, yeah. and, and etc. And for a 3DS game, they have, the you know, these kind of uh, hearty animations with all this, you know, fire, water, electrical effects. Obviously, it's only a 3DS game, so it's not going to be, like, super impressive, but what you can do with the hardware. Um, yeah. I'm just so imagining, like, if, you, if they had, like, the animation quality, like, Super Robot Wars attacks... But on Pokemon, oh man! Kind of an aside, they uh, <laughs> some some sources are saying that a Pokemon game might show up on the NX, uh, so that'd be kind of that first sort of console Pokemon. That's it's been... just going to be hey, you, so. it's, it's just going to be hey you Pikachu, just like in the oh, rem- God, remake. Fuck that game! <laughs> talk to him on the microphone here. Oh, I never did what I said. God, God get back inside. Get back inside. <laughs> Yep, and well, I think the last thing about these this reveal is there's Pokemon that you can ride, only they're not Pokemon in your party. It's like Pokemon you kind of befriend, and then you can ride them in certain areas or locations or whatever. Um, so I don't know if that's changing up how HMs work, or at least like fly. Um, I don't know. And also, based on the trailer, there's like certain areas you can only reach if you have certain, you know, kind of like the original games, but like if you have like a if you have like the horse Pokemon whose name I forget, Ponyta. mud. It's like no, it's like it's like a new mud one, like mud slide. I don't know what they call it. Mud, I think it is mud slide. Yeah. Doesn't have like fire on its back. Yeah, that that may not. Well, maybe at least on the main. But yeah, like if you have if you're riding the horse Pokemon, you can like trample over like sharp rocks or something that you couldn't walk over um, with your normal character. So I don't know if there's going to be some sort of exploration aspect with that, um, kind of a change to it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of some of the things they revealed. There's also a a, a ring that you can physically buy. Yeah, it's got like crystals. An actual, like, an actual, like, Do you like see those act- pictures? Yeah, yeah, I saw that, picture, that yeah. kid, that like, boy, he's got he's got like the look of like he's like staring daggers. But inside, I'm thinking he's like, I just want to kill myself. Like, I'm getting paid to do this. I want to kill myself. Coolest kid in school. Anyways, it's like the ring you can buy um, that connects to the game somehow. Let me let me pull up the uh, the. The press release here because it doesn't even really explain press like release it, for the physical ring. Well, even... the press release explained like a bunch of things. It's a wrist thing, right? Here, like, here's, what, here's what they think about the here's what they say about the ring. The, the ring will be for sale at participating retailers. A player uses a Z move 
in the game, the real-life Z-Ring will light up, vibrate, and play sounds. Holy shit. <laughs> Do you know how expensive those things are? I think it's like you have to spend like, I think the arena itself. Let me look this up because I, I oh, actually man. share this. I, 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 saw you, I saw you share the GameStop. I actually had no idea like what this does. What this does. That was going to be like another toy. I, I honestly did not know Let's the like, interactive of the game. Someone from Australia was talking about how ridiculously expensive it was. Let's see. Okay, <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Give it a moment. Okay. The ring, just the wrist, it's, it goes on your wrist. 30 bucks. <laughs> what? Then the the reens, I think they come in like sets of like three for crystals. Oh, wait, there's like, like, oh, shit. Yeah, there's like six bucks for a set of three. <laughs> I, that's how it goes. Oh. 30 Jesus. bucks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they're trying to. be like the coolest person ever, though. No. I, don't know, I don't know if they're trying to like, uh, I don't know. So like there's Yokai Watch, which is kind of like trying to ape Pokemon in style. Um I don't know if they like wanted something physical to kind of match the watch, or I don't know. It just kind of seems really weird. It's not as cool as like those Digimon, like the Digimon battle, the, di- the Digivices, the Digivices that you can put on and like you can like put them together and fight your friend. Like Agamon shoots a fireball and a child across <laughs> one screen. And me and my brother played a lot of that. Game. I think I think I had some of those like handheld, like Digimon Digivice handheld. They came, they, they came back in Japan. I hope they come back here. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd wear them. I'd wear them. <laughs> sorry go ahead Jeez. I'm cool. uh, I'm pokemon sorry. it continues yeah. to be super weird super expensive but yeah those z-rings are probably supposed to interact with the game itself but yeah that's the, the only the, like, <sighs> the the lola versions of like the old pokemon like i think that's a cool thing but like to, to me most of them look pretty bad except like the sand slash one with like ice like crystals on its back that looks pretty cool, yeah. That, that one yeah. looks cool. Everything else is like, what? 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 You, you don't you don't like Executor? Ex, 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 <laughs> Executor face <laughs> coming out of the butt. <laughs> Look, the best part about Executor is like they had to, like, the they memes. Had to, they had to like no, they had to like zoom out the camera so much in battles to see the whole fucking thing. No, that's the funny. Yeah, they show the shot. All you can see is his neck. That's it. Just the, <laughs> yeah, like, some of the body, but mostly the neck. <laughs> Oh my god! And just like someone took a like a someone drew a picture of like you would have to like go from one screen to the top screen and the head pops out and then it goes back down again because it bends his neck to get to the bottom screen again just to see your face. And, and I do find it like kind of fascinating that people were able to dig up like uh, this old like 1995-ish like po- a Japanese Pokemon ad that did have that Executor palm tree design. That. That's oh, right. Really? It was in the background, like it was like at the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, they're. <laughs> Look, the Pokemon years in the making. So, so on whatever did on whatever day they re, they revealed this stuff, I remember like just logging into Twitter and then like just seeing all these jokes and memes. Like, what the heck is this? Fan <laughs> art. I even posted one. I got like a thousand retweets. Yeah, I, I actually I actually didn't know what that was, but it's like it was that new Hideo Okoji. It was the Death Stranding. He <laughs> really I, I replaced I the baby with the tree. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anybody. Well, can... I think that's I think that's it for the Pokemon news. Uh... That was that was the big news. But then there was another event that also coincided recently as well. Level Five's Vision uh, 2016 annual event that they had, and so some of the the bigger things that they had um, were the announcement of a new Professor Layton game, but it's called Lady Layton. So yeah. it's the daughter of uh, Professor Layton. Is I'm trying is... to remember her name. It's uh Catriel. Catriel. Catriel, or oh, cat is what they yeah, say. Yeah, Catriel. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's so she's the daughter of the late of uh, Professor Layton, and she's supposed to be like kind of like this this amazing detective that and and everything happens in London. Go figure. That's, uh, that's cool. I, I really like the this uh, direction that they're like. She seems more like fiery. Like she's more like 
a little bit more aggressive than like uh, the league in the review. She's like the shot of her like pouring at the screen like in your face. <laughs> yeah, she she she's definitely more upfront and like I I dig that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and she's even got like a talking dog and there's like Sharo I think is the name of the dog and so mm-hmm. and and she and he's he's basically like your um uh, uh Watson to your you know uh, Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock. So he's. <laughs> Is is helping you kind of come up with the reasoning, like the deductive reasoning for the crimes that are going on. And so there's like there's a ton of things like happening. Like in that trailer, I remember seeing like there was like a weird cat, there was like a talking bird that's like revealing things happening. It's uh it just it was it was pretty over the top. Um and like let me I, I'm trying to remember like maybe I need to kind of look this up a little bit more, but yeah, it, it just seemed like it's got a lot of cutscenes, but I I never really got to play the Professor Layton games, so I'm not. I play sp- them here and I play them here and there. The, the they're just fun, like little puzzle games. I don't. I'm not really too too into the lore of it uh, too yeah. much, but it's uh, it, it, those. They're pretty fun though. Yeah, I think of the lore. I think I think the whole like the story of the game is that uh, Professor Layton is missing, and so mm-hmm. you're trying to find him. That's kind of what it's all about. So she's trying to solve all these cases to try to figure out where he's been, where where he's gone to. Um, but they did confirm it's going to be out here in the West next year sometime. That's sweet. Cool. Yeah. Immediately they announced that, so I'm happy that that's that that was a quick turnaround for that stuff. Um, some of the other things they talked about. Uh, well, I, I don't think it was, it was weird. Like it wasn't announced, but it was like I think it's in a press release. I got it. Yeah. Oh, you I, got it. Yeah, I got the yeah. press release. It's. Uh, it, it's I, think, it, I, I think I first heard it from from Wired from Chris Kohler at Wired. He like asked them, and then I don't know if he. he no, like, it was it was it was a little bit. Yeah, I mean he, he may have gotten it from them, but it's yeah. it was in that press release. Over in the press release, uh, is it coming here also for the iOS and Android? Because I know this was for 3ds, iOS, and Android. I don't know if we're getting. The, the mobile versions here. The I'm last. sure it will be, but I, they haven't. They didn't say. It. They just all it said was like the very last sentence. Like expected to come out in the West sometime next to, in 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. all they said. Um, also, the other things they announced: uh, Yokai Watch coming to smartphones. Um, also, Fantasy Life Two just went into uh, closed beta in Japan. So the mobile version of the game that everyone seemed to enjoy on the 3DS, or at least it got some good. It was kind of, I guess, it was more like a seven out of ten kind of. Like, well, yeah, fa- Fantasy Life was like it was like a game that came out that I really know nothing about, and honestly, like the title and the art style kind of just look kind of boring to Not me. Not a good name for a game. It's yeah, very- but then like from the people who played it, like I know some people who really enjoyed it, or at least found something to enjoy in it. Like, oh, apparently it's not. It's actually got some merits to it. So it's a very it's uh it's got like a ton of jobs. I think it's like didn't um uh Amano did the to the character designs for that too? Tor, uh, the you know Final Fantasy artist Amano uh uh did some of the character art for that game as well. But um yeah, it was a very like it was a pretty interesting game. But then yeah, the sequel announced for mobile. Everyone's like. Really? Yeah, no. it, it definitely looks like level five is definitely jumping on the mobile train with. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the Professor Layton's going there, and Yokai and all that. At right? least Professor, at least Lady Layton is still going to be on the 3DS. That's yeah. that's uh, even if it's coming to mobile. I think it's cool it's coming to mobile for that game. Yeah, because at yeah. least it's it's interesting I mean, with those mechanics. Puzzle, puzzle games, I mean, they work especially well on mobile. So yeah, puzzle games I mean, like RPG mobile with, games. With, I just talked with, about Mobius. It's just like. Eh. With, with touch interfaces anyway, so feels like it's almost like, almost feels like a no-brainer. So yeah, and all, so the other things they announced just to go through them all is Inazuma Eleven Airs uh, is a new game from that series. It's gonna be there's gonna be an anime next summer that they they, they announced. Um, they also have like a bunch of like five-minute shorts uh, that they'll also be releasing. Uh, 
videos, not like actual shorts. <laughs> so that's, that's something else. Um, I don't remember what platforms it's for, but I'm sure it's 3DS as well. Um, I'm just waiting for more Nino Kuni 2 news. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering if we'd see it, but I didn't really expect it. They're being very hush-hush on that. That, that, think... that. that seems like it's more Bandai Namco's thing. It's and... got to be, because like, Bandai Namco at E3 had a banner when you went to the... Uh, Josh saw this as well. Like They had a banner, and like the ad was playing above where their closed booth area was, and it was like, guys, something... Because all we, we heard it at PlayStation Experience. That's the last time we heard anything about this. I'm super interested in that game. I, I love the first one. Um, Wait, that, it, is, it, the Level 5 what? is still making the Kuni 2, right? Yeah, it's, okay. it's Level 5. It's just Studio okay. Ghibli's not involved at all. Yeah, okay. I, I remember that confused me when it was first announced. Ghibli apparently is not involved. Because the art style in it is still very reminiscent. Right, of yeah. That was, and that's that's kind of what all we had from Level 5 event. The big news was Lady Layton and the new Inazuma 11 for the people in Europe that love that game. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm confident Inazuma 11 areas will uh, come out in Europe. Um, they yeah, the, 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 now this is the second game? Or I don't know. I know the second game, there's been like a million well, I mean, Inazuma 11 games. <laughs> I mean, on, well, I know there's a game called Inazuma 11 on 3DS that released in North America. Yeah, it was the trilogy. But it was, but it was digital only and, you know, kind of like, so there's on. been maybe like four or five actually so they released the first three in europe and then the trilogy they came out with a trilogy uh, excuse me they collected all three games into a single thing and then uh, i think we, we got the we got the actual first game if my understanding is right the fourth game is the one that came out like a year ago and this is i think maybe the fifth game um i could be completely mistaken about that but i know for a fact that a trilogy already existed because they came out with like recent 3ds release with the, all three games in one bundle um alex reviewed one of the games for her site actually uh that's the only thing we've ever had for our soccer. I know jack shit about Inazuma Love except that there's soccer. <laughs> soccer. I, watched, I, I know it's a soccer RPG. The, the anime was cool. I saw the anime. It was all right. <laughs> it's kind of cool. The goal, the, the main character is the goalie, and that was my that's the position I played growing up when I played oh, okay. soccer. Uh, so I, I related uh, the how struggle the struggle of being a goalie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pain in the ass. Um, but that's kind of the big news. Uh, so let's move on to some of the other things that we've got here. We've been talking for a bit. So now we've got World of Final Fantasy. Uh, they revealed some more news about it, but what else did they talk about? I don't remember anything about World of Final Fantasy. I started well, all, all they showed were some screenshots of some more of the monsters and characters. Um, and they showed like some of the different like creatures you can meet. Like There was like a miniature Shiva uh which i thought was really cool yeah um, I, uh, tell me please tell me they're like playing like plushies of these little mini summons i, I, I want to be i want, were, I want still, some and at, 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 at um at the comic con they had uh they did have plushies of fun world of final fantasy characters so i'm sure oh they have God. Them. I, I if they start, start selling them like the online store i i might have to get some i know they had the the mascot fox looking character was one of the plushies there so i've like actual summons or maybe characters oh i'm sure it's it's gotta be and figures, I'm sure there'll be that stuff too. They love that stuff, but that's that's all. That's pretty much all we got. I know we're running some of the smaller news items that that we've got. It's a lot of the rest of the stuff is kind of smaller news compared to like the Pokemon Level Five announcements. So Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, the PlayStation Four remake or release. Um, Basically, it seems like the biggest addition to this game. They we probably talked about it before. There's a couple of new characters. Yeah, the main uh, the ones. The main one. The main one being like the stormtrooper guy, and also there's like a version. So Asuka is like the main Asuka. heroine. Is like the main heroine. Yeah. Now I don't I don't know the story of the game, but apparently there's a version of her where she's like 
like possessed or controlled in some way. And now you can play as that version of her. And then there's a new character, Ryuji, who is like... Uh, Ryota. Or Ryota. I got the wrong name. Uh, he was just kind of an NPC buddy of the main character in the original game. And now he's playable, but he seems like he's kind of like a joke character. Like he... Uh, he's like, oh, he's the guy that gets speed up pretty quickly. Is he? Yeah, or uh, I, I haven't. He's the pokey of your crew. <laughs> but like, like the main character, the main characters in the game have these weapons. I forget what they're called. That are like, that are like manifested through their cell phones and things like that. And that's what gives them their power. Oh, and it. this, and this guy is just, just fighting with like nunchaku or whatever they are. Just a regular, just, just a regular, just a regular weapon. And it's, I don't know. It just kind of feels like it's just kind of a, a comedy character, but. Aside from that, it seems like the main thing they're adding to the PS4 version of this game are that each of the cast members has like a side story where you get to see more about, you know, their character in the past. Um, like I know they recently uh, did some screenshots for uh, Sora, who is the Taekwondo or karate girl. Um, yeah, so yeah. The, that's, that seems to be the main addition to the game or like how each character or at least some of the characters will have some side story content that you can do that's new to this version of the game. So that's kind of what they're showing ahead of release here. And that releases uh, next month, I think in Japan. Yeah. It's September 8th um, is what they announced the PlayStation 4 release. So yeah, that version. <laughs> it's, it's a very awkward situation, but I'm sure access is, I mean, the fact that when it was announced, you know, access has been working on the, Tokyo Xanadu. We already mentioned before it was announced at Anime Expo for people who didn't catch the last podcast or haven't heard the news. Uh, Axis Games is localizing Tokyo Xanadu, but only for you know Vita, PS4, and P- and Steam. Uh, or no, PC. no. P- Vita and PC. It's a Vita game, and they're releasing it on PC. Oh, as sorry, well. yeah, it's, it's Vita and it's PC. The PlayStation. No, no, it's coming for PS4, just not the remake. That's, no, that's the no. news. No, 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 it's only Vita and PC. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure. I'm yes, I'm up. sure. I am 100% sure. Because EX Plus is being titled as a PS4 version of the game. As and, the PS4 version. and right now, that version we are not getting. I mean... Yeah. I, you guys can keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Cause I mean... I, I, feel, that, I thought that was like the... I thought that was like kind of... I mean, we, we kind of mentioned this before with Fairy Fencer. Like, if the, the original version we're getting on Steam, maybe we'll get the PS4 version later. Maybe on Steam. Maybe not. It's just... Who knows at this point. It it I it does make me kind of want to hold off on it. Like, well, I don't want to get I don't want to get this version if if uh, if it's going to be getting a re-release. Oh yeah, sorry, later. I was totally wrong. Yeah, oh. it's it's definitely PS4 and not sorry, it's definitely for PC PC and Vita. Uh, that was the thing. It was like the, it was getting upgraded for PC. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So that that was the, that was the the big news. But you know, we were just talking about the you know Fairy Fence F. I'm sure Axis has been in talks with. Um, with Falcom for a I mean, while. I, I'm sure they were, I, I'm, I'm going to guess they were kind of blindsided by it too. Like, wait, what? Sure. <laughs> They're coming out with a PS4 version? I've talked to developers that have to do with that and they are typically blindsided. Yes. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. Uh, so, um, that, even that global that. communication. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Falcom's got to make money. And so they can't just wait for releases like that. It's like when people got upset that Atelier, the new Ferris, Ferris uh, game was announced before the lease of Sophie in America. It's like, guys, well, I mean, that's always how it's been. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it just needs it's to happen, but that's a sequel. That's, that's not quite the same here, but yeah, especially if they're going to make that a yearly series. Yeah. They, but Falcom can't wait around. Like, yeah. I don't actually speaking of which 
I remember there was, I mean, we were talking about Falcom. I thought there was supposed to be news about Xanadu next to come today. I don't know if they maybe mm. delayed it because I would have seen a post about that. No, I haven't seen anything about that. I, I'm actually really looking forward to Xanadu yeah, next. Yeah, me too. Uh, but they announced it like last summer or something. They, that's when Xseed announced a bunch of PC games that they were working on. One of them being Little King Story, which released actually yesterday or... Yeah, the no, time this the, the last I think it's like yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, I've been, I've been hearing very. Sorry, go ahead. They announced they announced that they announced uh, Xanadu next, and then they announced uh, one of the Senra and Kagura games, uh, the, the Vita one. I don't know. I don't know if that released or not. Yeah. Festival yeah, versus that came out a long time. No, ago. no, yeah. uh, no. The the they released Shinobi versus on PC. Uh, that uh, came I, out already like, a month ago or something. Oh, and then uh, they, they, haven't, they haven't announced any PC release for Estival versus yeah. yet. Xanadu Next, uh, there was one of the people that worked on the game. There was supposed to be news like this the end of last uh, this past week, but that never happened. So I guess they delayed it till next week for the big news about that stuff. It's supposed to be out this summer is what they kept saying. We only got like a little bit over a, a month left of the summer. So, so. But, <laughs> so for people who aren't aware, Xanadu Next came out originally like 10 years ago um, in Japan. Yeah. That, it was weird because awesome it was it was, it was a piece it was a pc game and an engaged game yeah yep. that was a totally different developer it was, just, right, it was, it was, it was a story about how weird that was like how and, it even came and, to be and then it got a fan translation which a lot of people played i haven't but apparently you know i, I heard a lot of good things about it and i was gonna play it eventually but then they announced the they're gonna do an official release so, okay i'll wait for that and now i'm still waiting yeah <laughs> yeah i i uh just a little bit offside like I, i'm a little bummed that i haven't heard great things about the this pc port of little king's story Oh, uh, I hear Hitch is really bad if like uh, there's more than five like models on screen. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope they get that fixed. Uh, I, I really, I really love Little King yeah. Story. If it's frame issues, it could be patched. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how the development side of that is. Yeah. Kind of an aside. I remember when I played through Disgaea, like I had no issues with it, but then when it came out, a lot of people did, and then they. Luckily, I know that's a different developer. Or it's a, it's the setup, and, you know. It's the yeah. Setup. Nisa, Nisa fixed it, or it seems I think they have, they fixed it relatively quickly for people who are having issues. So they they I think they didn't they just uh, this is what they told me at um, Anime Expo or E3 or something like that. I think they were supposed to put out a patch like around this past week or two. I think I think they did. Yeah, it was like the big uh, fix like the gamepad support and stuff like that. If I'm not mistaken, or maybe I brought up that concern and that maybe it wasn't fixed. But there was other issues with that game that was supposed to be fixed. So, but moving away from being off tangent all that time. Uh, so yeah, Tokyo Xenadu EX Plus out September 8th, like we said. Um, big release. Definitely hope it gets localized, but I'm just super happy that game, the first one, is even coming over here. So before we get too much into like the bonus content, um, you know, we'll see how this goes. So speaking of bonus content, though, we've also got Shin Megami Tensei IV Apocalypse. They announced their DLC plans for the West, which seems to be that they're bringing out pretty much all the stuff that came out in Japan. Now, there's some really cool things in there. Uh, I know the original Shin Megami Tensei IV had, uh, in, in the U.S., had a bunch of DLC. And yes, some of it's like cheap DLC, like get a bunch of money really fast and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there were some pretty cool boss fights, uh, like yes, kind of like post-game, post you know, like super bosses, that even if you're level 99 or whatever... If you have a poor party set up, you're not going to win. So I thought that was really cool how you had to like configure, you know, a set of demons with a certain set of abilities to really succeed. Um, so Those this, are really fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're they're super good. Um, so the, yeah, they announced the DLC for for Apocalypse, which seems similar in vain. You know, some cheat stuff. 
um, some bonus stuff. But one that kind of caught my eye, and I saw this when it was announced for Japan, was there's a DLC that involves the uh, other protagonists from the the other mainline SMT games. Yeah, that's super awesome. So, yeah, that's, yeah. That, was, that came out in Japan, and when I posted about that a long time ago, people were so into that, and so oh, it's, it's awesome that they're... I, I went crazy so, over that news. So, yeah. obviously, Flynn... Flynn seems to be in the game. He's the SMT4 protagonist. He seems to be in the game anyway in some form. We don't know. I have yeah. To... But then you can you can get Demi Fiend on your team, and then the the first two guys, which unfortunately I haven't played the the first two SMT four or SMT games. Uh, I want to get an iOS device to play that that version of the original. <laughs> so yeah, oh, and, and Demi Fiend, really, if people never, don't know, is from Nocturne. If, yeah, just we need some context. Oh yeah, Demi Fiend is the green neon tattoo guy. <laughs> yeah, the lead character of Shin yeah, Megami Tensei the, 3 not. Yeah, so SMT1, had, like the, the name of that dude is just protagonist. Like, he has no base name. SMT2's protagonist is Aleph, and then SMT3. Isn't the first one, like, things was, uh, go to hell, like, in the first, like, 10 minutes of the first game? Like, I remember, I don't know if it was that game, like, something happens, I'm not okay. Well, well not, Nocturne, basically, the beginning of the game is you go to a hospital, and then, like, 10 minutes in, Tokyo gets... Demolished. The apocalypse happens. Throughout yeah, the everything world. bad happens in the first ten minutes of all the shit. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, just at some point, everything goes to shit. Yeah, you get to, <laughs> you get to experience it, sort of. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm super looking forward to what the hell that looks like and what actually goes. I really want to see like the character interaction of that whole thing. Um, uh, that's so weird because all these all these protagonists are are, are, are silent, silent protagonists. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That... So it's gonna be weird, like them trying to give maybe personalities to them depending on how they uh meet up the only the only thing that would make it better is if one of the characters if like Raidu showed up somehow oh man if Raidu showed up to be awesome. <laughs> god <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still kind of i'm still kind of bummed we never got that version of nocturne oh yeah man oh yeah that's special <laughs> that game. well i, I mean there so needs, sorry. there needs to be a new freaking uh double summoner Raidu game there needs oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. I'm hoping they put those, you know, HD demon models in Persona 5 for uh, good use. Yeah, like I'd just be happy with the PS2 for PS4 release. That's like like looking at some of the Persona 5 footage and just seeing the new models for like, I I don't know if I saw uh, Jack Frost, but I saw like Pyro Jacks and things like that. Oh, I totally saw Jack Frost. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I assume he's going to be there somewhere, but like Jack Frost and Pyro Jack, like, okay. I'm super excited for Persona 5, but let's let's also get a new Raidu game. Come on, guys. Hey, man. They, 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 look, I don't think they're going to stop Now that you have at, models. They're not going to stop at those models just for one game. You yeah. Know? There's Atlas, if Atlas likes to do something. It's like it's definitely putting those assets to other projects. So, I'm so. hoping. I'm hoping. Or or Digital Devil Saga Redux or whatever. Oh, know? my God. Don't, don't play with my heart like that. Sorry. <laughs> I just pulled up a picture, and I totally see... Jack Frost in one okay. of the battle scenes, yeah. but yeah, it would be awful if they didn't include him. That'd be one yeah, of the worst. If they, if they, if they oh, did like some point. spiritual sequel to DDS, I would, I would go insane. Yeah, so that's Shimagami Tensei 4 Apocalypse out September 20th uh, for the 3DS and coming to Europe. Fucking coming. A, man, everything's coming out like the last two weeks of September. It's just a well, packed. Well, we talked about this before, but Europe is getting the game also, and we don't know Deep when Silver. yet. De- uh, the Deep Silver said it's not going to be as long a wait as Shimigami Tensei 4, is what they yeah. said. So, well, Shimigami uh, Tensei 4 was like 18 months or two years. Yeah, it's not going to be that. They said, but the, and this is something that for some reason people seemed confused about. Europe is getting physical and digital releases of those games, just like yeah, we are. So they don't just, like they just haven't said anything about dates or anything yet. I imagine it? it's going to be like maybe a month. It's not even going to be that long, probably, just because uh, it's it's just local. It's not, barely anything to bring it over there. Because a lot of the time, it seemed like they just got our releases. And I, and I and I don't think Deep Silver is going to do like 
German, French, you know. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, are there like multiple yeah. languages? I have no clue. So. I, I know. Well, I know. I know. Sometimes, huh. some, sometimes European releases they go through the extra mile of, you know, those you know, those European languages. Um, but I don't think they're doing that for this. I, I, I don't think there's so. a set standard. Yeah, someone. Yeah. I think someone asked on Twitter, and I tried to look it up, and I don't think I saw anything. I was just said in my phone, so I can't look it up now. But yeah. I doubt. I don't. No, if, if they want a quick turnaround, I don't think they're going to do something that much, but we'll see. It depends on, obviously, the staff that they've got there. It just seems like a lot of work, but the fact they'd be in English already, I think, makes it, uh, you know, uh, a little bit easier. But uh, who do I know? I don't I already know English and bad English, too, so I don't know anything about German, French, and all that. Um, I specialize so, in bad English. Thank you very much. Yes, got a graduate degree in that stuff. Uh, so that's kind of been kind of the smaller news here, but they also announced... Uh, Josh was super excited here about this, a new Neptunia game. Uh, uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> on Twitter, everyone was thinking it's going to be a new cross-edge type of game, like a bunch of crossover. <laughs> I would have laughed if it was game. cross-edge too. Fucking oh, like a bunch of like characters, like they God. want a Smash Brothers type of game is really what they wanted with a bunch oh. of like characters from Neptunia. What we got <laughs> is a PlayStation Vita free-to-play card game. Oh, just... And there was a teaser video that went out and it just, you know... Uh, it's it's a uh, cash in. At least it's Hold for Vita. They Hold totally on. are not. Uh, they're not going to push because like uh, the only thing I can remember. And Josh, maybe you can correct me on this. Is that uh-huh. the only mobile games I know of that come from Compile Hard have been ports, and that's it. I think so. I don't really keep up with that. I know those aggregates. Well, well, I know you had a bunch of fun with Monster Mon piece. Not, not on... Compile Hard. I should say Idea Factory is kind of like a, a, a bigger thing. Cause I, I, I get those two confused. They're basically the same to me. Idea Factory owns Compile Hard anyway. I don't know. I just don't care. Yeah. So, but um, that's that's kind of what they showed was just a bunch of like art, um, character art, the cards. It's card based battling RPG. I don't know if it's going to be like Monster Mon piece, like you said, Adam, but that's kind of all they showed from that. So we don't have much more to talk about. We still haven't heard much about Cyber Dimension, which is the actual new. Well, there there were a couple of other announcements. Um, like for example, this is not related, but Nice America announced that they're localizing the longest five minutes. Um, yes. Yeah. So well, it just I, came out in Japan like a few months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Or not a few weeks ago, even. A few weeks ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So just a brief overview. So this game uses like a really older school like sprite style, um, like almost like I don't even know how you describe it, um, like really retro like RPG maker style um, yeah. of sprites. And the, the premise of the game is is you start out like in a battle with the final boss. And then, like, during this battle, your main character loses his memories of everything, including his moves and who he's even fighting with or what he's fighting for. And then, like, during this battle, he, like, converses with his comrades. And then, like, what the actual game is is, like, these flashbacks of, of his journey. And you get to, like, see his journey, how he got to the final battle. And then from there, like, that's how you get to learn your moves and all that. So it's is a that the... Yes, I go ahead. It's a Vita game, and then Nisa is localizing it and also bringing it to PC. And considering the sprite style, it should run on basically anything. Um, or what was the game? I remember there was a game you you tweeted out like uh, like system specs for that were like ridiculously high for some reason. I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, um, what was that game, Josh? That was, was it um, Con- no, it wasn't Conception Two, was it? No, no, it was. Oh, was it? 
it was conception too because we were making fun of how the 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 vita game no was it oh god I'm gonna look oh this no no it's not, it wasn't Conce- I, I don't think it was conception too it was it was just a vita game it was monster maybe it was monster mon piece maybe that's no, what i was thinking. I don't think no it was. no it wasn't monster mon piece because that's not have, it doesn't have a Any- page shit i forgot i, remember, I, I got I, I got a tweet i remember there was some game uh that was like going to be ported to pc that really shouldn't have high you know requirements like listing like needing like really high Rage Gun. that was it oh yeah oh, yeah Rage Gun. Yeah. Rage Gun needed six gigs of ram just for the base <laughs> but someone said that this is actually kind of like the default steam setup i, I, am, I imagine it has to be yeah. there's no freaking way right yeah, i said mighty number no. nine had kind of the same specs yeah. so any, so anyways still that's, that's that's the longest five minutes which is more than a five minute game just i was gonna say like it's the longest five minutes oh. like the li- time it takes for them to explain like his no, back it, it's it's supposed to be like that's how long this battle is is actually five minutes like in the world of this game but we go through flashbacks and you know when you go through a flashback time... oh, they're in the middle of a, of a battle okay yeah that's... So, so the whole game is like taking place through flashbacks so it's not like it's actually a five minute game oh, but, sure. yeah, I, I guess it's developed by uh some japanese like app indie so it's like basically like a japanese indie game that nisa is localizing uh and nisa nipponichi is publishing in japan so this seems like a cool little you know, spin-off game and has some interesting ideas, so we'll see. Yeah, I, but I still really want to yeah. see. I still really want to see Hero Must Die. That's literally here. what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that's the game that you, everyone here in this in this group uh, would really love to have localized. But and then we just mentioned it, Ragey Gigant, which I reviewed on Vita, coming out for PC um, in a week, in a few days, in fact, August tenth. Yeah, yeah. Yep. this recording. That's... Now I think. I'm trying to remember, like, a bunch of these games were leaked in a database leak a long time ago. Yeah. Like, Stranger of Sword City, Rage of God. I know Final, Final, Fantasy, yeah. Final Fantasy X was on there. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. No, Final Fantasy X on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam now. It's, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It did come out uh, on Steam. I think I, I, what's, what Square Enix likes to do is they'll, they'll say it's coming to Steam, and then they won't say anything for a while, and then, like, just the day it releases, oh, it's out. Here you go. And that's it. <laughs> so... I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else from that database leak that hasn't appeared yet. I think Rage Gaunt might have been the last one. Uh, um, I, mean, I don't remember. It's yeah, so but long. but yeah, it seems like you know those visual novel dungeon crawler games, like they work well on the PC. I, I played uh, I played Elmenage Gothic, a totally different developer publisher on Steam. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure about that leak is that one of the most recent games, maybe it was Gigant, was like the last game that they had not uh, uh, Well, I know, that, I, know that le- I know that was on there. So kind of before even that game came out, we kind of knew it was coming to PC eventually, and here it is. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's all held up, including, as you said, Final Fantasy X kind of, kind of leads credence to that. And stuff. Well, Final, yeah, the Final Fantasy X one was kind of the surprising one because that one kind of seemed like it might be locked to PlayStation hardware forever. So that's cool to see. However, that kind of makes me hesitant to get like Final Fantasy XII on PS4 if it's like yeah, I, mean, well, I feel like that's like inevitable. If it's gonna, if it's if if Final Fantasy if if Final Fantasy nine and ten, which were like two of the games that seemed unlikely to show up on PC, showed up on PC, like all right, Final Fantasy XII, maybe I'll just wait. Wait, okay, so I've got the list up. Uh, was Steins Gate released on Steam? No, I think that's oh, held up by uh, the, Nitro Plus contract. That one was yeah. weird. How did that one release? I know that one's on PC, but not it on is. Steam. It's, it's on like Just USA, I think. Yeah, it's pretty like, sure. Yeah, that was it was Just USA, and then you got PCube, of course, who helped bring over some of that stuff. Um, someone said Half Life Three. Uh, Arslan, did that ever come out for Steam? Yeah, no, that totally did. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, pl- I actually played that one. Code of Princess was definitely taken out. Um, yeah, so yeah, everything's pretty much out that was leaked. So yeah, 
and they keep getting leaked because I did. Like, you can do Google searches and find games on the database. It's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, then uh, we, so yeah, Reggie Gallant's out on like I said in a few days. We already said Little Keen stories already out. Um, then also we had news about XCOM Two, the console ports for PS4 and Xbox One got delayed to September twenty seventh from the September sixth slot that it had before. Uh, yeah, that week is insane. I think so, it's got. It's so just, you have Final Fantasy uh, Fifteen. You have. You Yo-Kai, have, uh, you, have Watch. A couple, you have a couple of 3DS games, Yokai Watch, Dragon Quest, uh, um, Shin Megami Tensei. You have the Japanese release of Persona Five. Uh, so, well, that's actually that's actually Persona, well, that's, that's, September fifteenth. That's, that's well, that's, that's a little earlier, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking. About, I'm just talking about like end of September. What's uh, yeah, going on. And then and then you've got and ho- maybe maybe Cold Steel Two will show up around there. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of insane. I I can't understand like um. Especially because August in general, August seems a little bit lighter. I mean, you have like God Eater, and then there's a couple of those that like like uh, um, there's Deus Ex. That's probably the biggest August release. So I'm but. trying to remember like there was another game that I'm missing here. I know that four four September or yeah, what? the end of September because I'm uh, Darkest Dungeon. That was the other one I was thinking of. Oh. That, that was coming out. That's coming out. Uh, PS4 Vita cross by. I still need to find time to pick that up. I you hear can, really you can play great, this one. <laughs> I hear I hear really great things about that. Uh, Criminal Cult Two is going to be out on the twentieth. Uh, the new Destiny DLC is supposed to be out around that time. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gig is supposed to be out on the twentieth. I so forgot. Is that like a sequel cycle. or like a expansion pack or what? It's a, it's expanded version of the original. Okay. Books. Yeah, totally. It's just like Fairy Fencer. I don't, I don't play Japanese fighting games, but based on what I read from Josh's Melty Blood thing, like some of those re-releases, ports, and whatever they are, get kind of crazy. It seems. Yeah. Not yeah. So great. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even know this. Uh, there's a sequel to Yesterday coming out. That's that's crazy. That was the old like adventure game that came out like a couple years ago. Yesterday. That was from that. <laughs> indie group that people seem to be positive about anyway uh that's out that week too so now a couple of other things uh, sega previously announced that they're going to be working on yakuza zero um so that's coming out Jan- january 24th day after my birthday 17. awesome nice and on ps4 physical and digital both europe and physical that's uh, big physical yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and also and also uh yakuza 5 right now is free for ps plus users so i i picked it up i haven't played the series but if I ever get around to it, I'll have it. So, so I personally, as someone who reviewed Yakuza Five, I only played the first game. I only beat the first game. Played some of the second one. I lost my save, so I couldn't complete it. I never went back. Um, it's totally fine to jump in there because they they do a lot of context. They do a lot of character build, building. Yeah. For Kazuma Kiryu, like his uh, the his renown, like his his background. They kind of talk it up and they give a lot of depth into that. So you could totally get into this, and yeah, it's free. You really need to play that game. It's like. I love that game for a reason. Speaking of Yakuza, the Yakuza Six uh, is coming out in Japan on December eighth. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They just announced that too. Uh, yeah. The, the trailer. I, and right uh, now, right now wrong. it's crazy. Yeah. And right now, Sega announced they have no plans for it. But I mean, that really I, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't it. mean anything right now. I think exactly. it's 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 got to. I want. I, I, I feel like I feel like over the, past, face over the past few years, like Yakuza, the Yakuza like Western uh, families has like grown exponentially. Like that, just talk about it and like the general impressions about it. Like it's it's definitely stronger than ever. I, I I think I think one thing like I don't even I haven't even played these games, but one, like it just seems like there's nothing else quite like them. Like they seem mm-hmm. really, they just seem really unique in this their better style. Than Shenmue, and... You'll say it's actually better than Shenmue. That's what I'll say. But... I, 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 yeah, I'd say that because like, it's like it's not even like 
innovative in terms of like like the story, but like the way they present it, especially in the in the way of video game format, how authentic, how it's true it is to its authenticness of like ja- Japanese culture is like it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like I I kind of wish they would release the HD remasters that they put out recently. I, I really hope they but... I really hope they put like if they I hope they really uh, really uh, localize Yakuza Kiwami. Like, yeah, uh, Kiwami. Which, which, which Kiwami is so the good prequel. Kiwami is the basically the no Kiwami uh, is basically the, the remake. Sorry, it's the remake. Yeah, yeah. Yakuza Zero is the prequel. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. But um, yeah, like I played the demos for some of those games. I want I really want to play that stuff. I wish they would bring out Kenzan. I need Kenzan. I said I I said it before in a previous podcast, but like over at E3 this year, I think Yakuza Zero was like the best game I actually played there. It I was really... crazy with the stupid mini games. Yeah, they've got Yakuza Five's got some crazy mini games. People that were dying for a new Shenmue, Yakuza was there all along. They should have been playing those games instead of like complaining. Uh, but we've got a new <laughs> Shenmue anyway, I guess coming. But that's not going to be for a while. So in the yeah. meantime, you got Yakuza Five. Play Yakuza. Play Yakuza. Yeah. Also, Yes. Okay. Switching gears. Another release date. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, Summer Night Six is uh, February. Yeah. Yeah. And... Sometime in February to compete with Persona Five. God. Yeah. Going to be January. That seems like a better time for that game. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, it is like you said, a big ass project. So the scheduling must be super tough. Yeah. Oh, just, just kind of a weird comment I want to make here. I see in some <laughs> of the marketing and some of the other stuff they say like. They they say that Summon Night is like a mix between a strategy RPG and a like a dating sim. Yep. Now, based on what I played off of Five, Five had the same like mechanic in terms of a what they called night talks, but it was like barely a dating sim. It's it's that's the thing. Like, it's a hybrid, well, like, but it's not. Well here's, it the, well, here's the thing. Like in Summon Night Five, I basically had the main guy. When you basically between each chapter, you can pick a character to speak with at night, and it can be it can be any character. And literally, if you want to unlock all the dialogues, you kind of need to play through the game like twelve times. Uh, oh shit! Because you yeah. can basically do it with any character on any night. So that's a, that's a lot of. Do so it I, I I basically just I was gonna play through the game once. I wasn't really thinking about playing through it multiple times. Like okay, I'll just do the main guy and the main girl. The thing is, is like throughout the whole game, it wasn't romantic at all until like the very last one before the last mission. So it's like barely a dating sim um it's not it's not like crazy uh, dating yeah. sim it's like thousand arms kind of dating sim like it's it's got something to do with it but it's well, not I mean, heavy I, I think the character interactions interactions were good and they yeah. kind of you know it, you saw character growth and things like that but it wasn't really romantic until the very end and to be quite honest i thought it actually built up to it pretty well um that's kind of how it is it's like you get multiple endings with each character that's really as far as it goes yeah. it's not it's not like you're going on like a bunch of different things dating sims aren't usually that way either <laughs> like dating sims are usually not that heavy unless you're like playing tokameki memorial or something like that where it's like you're building up your stats <laughs> to make it so you can get with a certain girl that's not really how that it plays out it's like a, it's a it's a hybrid is what it is but they all so they also said that not only would the playstation 4 be getting that wonderful edition that um vic ireland loves to do those special editions that have a lot of stuff in them but it's also coming to the vita and so those special editions if you haven't seen it it's got a box it's got an art book it's got a plushie of the mascot character they have they have the the uh full soundtrack to that they've got a bunch of like i don't know if these things are like coasters or just like little <laughs> round things uh and then they also have got like a, a manual guide uh, like an uh, instruction uh, booklet and, and uh, i love instruction booklets so. I'm, I'm not big on limited editions but the, the having the full soundtrack like that's pretty rare these days to see it that is, like mo- most collector's editions have like a soundtrack sampler where they'll have like four or five tracks and that's it so it's kind of cool to see the full one 
yeah oh. that's that's the big problem about like you're missing like a vocal track so oh, okay i've got the actual list of this so a 200 plus page art deluxe art book they can't say the exact number just 200 plus it does say full soundtrack seven inch plush um one of three side characters from the game so i guess you, well it's random it, well no in some in, in summon night it is uh, coasters there are coasters i thought so that's ha- based on summon night five now that's the one i played like in summon night five you can choose one of four different uh summons which is basically like your your main partner and it's not a human it's like it's a, a guardian kind of yeah just like, like a, it's like your pokemon yeah. or your yokai or whatever uh it's your summon but it seems like in summon night six like the main guy whose name i forget has like a blue one and the girl has a red one and there's another character that has a gray one and those are the flushes you get and i don't know if it's like yeah random or whatever <laughs> i just yeah. remembered like it wasn't like the i was i just totally remembered like her name the the chick like addy a-t-y was that her name? I, oh, Atty. That was the song. Yeah. Girl that, yeah some... she, she has the red hair and the beret. Yeah, She's, okay. She, just... shows up, she shows up in a lot of the games. She was not in five, or if she was, I didn't find her, um, but she is in six. Oh, uh, okay. And then there was also there's a poster, collector's box, an exclusive serial numbered hologram. Exclusive so... serial number hologram. What it just means it's numbered. It just means it's numbered, okay? <laughs> it's, ser- it's, it's, it's hologram. As in, it's, it's got that... It's it's like your holographic Charizard. Yeah, it, but it's it's on the box. It's it's it just means it's especially numbered. That's all it means. So God, well, yeah, yeah. This, this, just just <laughs> kind of that's another. A, that's the dumbest thing to be upset about. <laughs> no, it's, I'm not upset about it. It's just super it's just a dumb. number on the box. That's all it is. Uh, another that's, note. That's on, another on note. On, another note on this. And uh, Gaijin Works has done this before. Since they're like a tiny, tiny company, for these limited editions, you're basically making them to order so you, you yeah. have to actually pre-order this before like the end of october and then pre-orders close and then it, you know it releases in february so it's yeah. like they're only making as many as people order that was kind of true for summer night five only with even just the physical edition of it they only made enough physical editions for people who specifically like ordered it now summer night six will just get a normal retail release just like any game yeah, yeah but um... it seems like it seems like summer night five was successful enough for them to continue on and make another step in terms of the series and how they are releasing it so we'll yeah see. it's it's good that they're they announced it i mean the the oh and the pricing um for for ps4 if you order it now it's 130 dollars, and then for the vita it's 115 dollars. That's, that's one one final note like this is a this this game is being released in north america physical and this version is only north america so you have to import it if you're not if you're europe and the release in Europe is only digital, which yeah, considering uh, is it like the shipping like uh, well, like crazy? On it's that? like eighteen I, bucks, I, but I'd that's expect, like it's a typical, I expect it to be that. It's uh, not yeah. Amazon Prime, so you can't expect. Well, I mean, it. like Gaijin Works, I assume Gaijin Works is like they're they're probably one of the smallest localization groups, certainly smaller than Axis or. Uh, I think it's just like a couple people. Like it's not probably, even like it's, 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 it's probably very... it's probably probably on the level of Actil, which is the group that did Ragegant. Like just really tiny company yeah, that did three, three people. Rick Island, that's why they, they, they probably they probably have like I know Ragegant had like one main translator and who was who used to work at Bandai Namco. Um and then they had like one translator editor, so they had like two translators and like one programmer, and that was kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> like looking at the when I was playing that game, the English credits were tiny. So Oh yeah, they're basically talking about how expensive it is. So yeah, if you wanted to, yeah, okay, this is the breakdown: uh, eighteen dollars for uh, continental U.S., nineteen dollars for outside the continental, thirty-five dollars for Canada, and oh. then forty-eight dollars for outside of that. But like you said, it's supposed to be like a really heavy box, so you're talking about like maybe ten, fifteen pounds to fit all that stuff in. So 
Yeah. I guess. But I just hope they don't he doesn't do that stupid thing he did with the last one with Summer Night Five where they put the like sticker on the limited edition box. Like he put the sticker, the shipping sticker oh, on no. the box. You look on oh, your app, it's they have, oh. this guy had a picture of it and Vic kind of just went like whatever. Like he didn't even like it's it was a poor way to respond to Oh, that's uh... so you actually like peel off a sticker off the case. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the, the open the box, like and, and you know, he cause he shipped the that was the shipping box. You, you like no like put it inside of another box. That's the box. Open up the shipping box. The game is in there, like outside. It's it's it was that bad. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Ugh. So I just hope he understands that you know spend a little bit more. Maybe at least use an envelope or something. It's not that more expensive. It's like a maybe a fifteen twenty cents. Just do another. Just just do a solid that way. That's a that's some good advice. I think anybody can be okay with that. Um, but wrapping up the last news that we've got. Uh, a crazy cool thing that was recently put out. Now, Japan's been getting some great PlayStation Now releases. Like, they recently had Nier uh, put out on there, which I hope comes over here sometime soon. Um, Sony announced that they added a bunch of new JRPGs to the PlayStation Now subscription service that they've got, which is just their streaming service that you can pay so much, or per title, in fact, for like a certain amount of time to stream the game to your system. And from what I've heard, it's perfect if you want to play games like this. It's not. It's, kind of, it's basically it's kind of like a rental system through your system, right? Yeah, it's, it's a cloud-based yeah. streaming, just like Netflix, but for games. It's, it's, the, it's like the, the, the Blockbuster backwards compatibility <laughs> solution. <laughs> Blockbuster, fucking A. Like, you run outside like the, the Redbox. Like, it was crazy. Blockbuster apparently had the idea for Redbox a long time before they did but they didn't do anything about it that's well (laughs) but um i did i did research in college about that but um that was when the the blockbuster near me was still open i I talked to people there Uh, but anyway so they added some great games including trails of cold steel which is totally insane internal sonata which is great oh wow the sky of four let me me finish the list Uh, guided fate paradox legacista which i think was a solid dungeon crawler and shot of light some of these games are like games I would not have expected, like Eternal Sonata out of anything. Like, like, I mean, like, like I, I didn't love Eternal Sonata, but I liked it well enough. It's just kind of funny, like, wait, that's the game that just kind of like from that was one of the earlier PS3 games. And the cool thing is, like, these games you can play them on your PlayStation 4, you can play them on your TV, like, certain TVs have PlayStation Now built in, just use yeah. a controller. Uh, on your Vita, now uh, it's it's now on Vita for PlayStation Now service, you can play it on your Vita, uh, your PlayStation 3. So that's awesome. Like, I, I, I've not yet invested in that, um, but I was, I used to live in a place that had I mean, bandwidth I mean, uh, limits, now I don't, so maybe I'll be more interested in doing it there. And all, I mean, I'm not I'm not big on the streaming aspect of it, but like for people who don't have a PlayStation 3, this is perfect. Like especially for games like Eternal Sonata, which you, you know the PS4 is not backwards compatible, so it's you know. it's a great. I mean that game had the uh, new characters and things like that, so it's great. I mean I think that if I'm not mistaken, Eternal Sonata on the PS3 are like maybe longer load times or something, but like I I, I played it on PS3. Me too. And, I loved um, it. Yeah, it had the two extra characters, um, and. Just a small aside, Eternal Sonata, I don't like how they lack a bunch of the stuff to the second playthrough, and I still haven't gotten oh, to it. Oh, that's right. There's yeah. like a bunch of there's a bunch of things I, you can't I, I, access till the second playthrough. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I forgot about that, the new <laughs> Game Plus, and I might... I beat that I, game I, once, I, and I was, I was good. <laughs> I, 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 I remember I did a second playthrough, I was like, oh, well, there's not really any other JRPGs on the system at this time, so... Yeah, I, lo- I, I love Eternal Sonata, though, just for the uh, the, the, like, the history of Chopin. Uh, I 
that people seem to be down on sometimes because they, they cut away from the game to do that stuff for the documentary aspect of it. But I love that part. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Maybe like when I did like uh, studying for tests and things like that, I just had a lot of Chopin music. I think that was it. Chopin. Cool. Chopin. Uh, so I loved it. Um, and as, a, as an aside, I put on here that uh, recently it was revealed through an interview with Neon Falcon that they might make Trails of Cold Steel 3 a PS4 exclusive. Wait, an, that, interview, an interview with who? Uh, the Neon Falcon. Oh, okay, you said you said like Neon Falcon at like the first Neon? Time. Is it not Neon? No, you said you said Neon. No, neon. I said Neon. I said Neon. I neon. just didn't enunciate. I said Neon. 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 Sure. So, but yeah, anyway, I, guess, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess. Fuck off, Josh. So, Trails of Cold Steel 3 might be a PS4 exclusive. And I think that upset a lot of people who, you know, invest in that game on the Vita or PS3. So, yeah, Vita, especially because, well, I mean. Welcome like, to Falcom. Well, Falcom. <laughs> Sorry, go it, it'd be like their first, if if so, it'd, it'd be their first native PS4 game. Because what? They have Yeast 8, which is, was announced for PlayStation 4, but then that version was delayed to next year. It's and it's also on Vita, yeah, that's the thing. And it's, and it's well, the Vita version's out in Japan, and yeah. then before even that releases on PS4, they're releasing Tokyo Xanadu on PS4, so that's another port. So this would be like the first PS4 native game, not even PS3. Um, like, like I, I would wonder if it would be like PS3, PS4. It's uh, or I don't know. You know, I would expect it to be all PS4 because that's a, you, wouldn't, tough, you wouldn't have said that if it wasn't like PS4 release. Like it's a tough yeah. situation right now because uh, like. It all boils down to what the scope of Trails of Cold Steel 3 is because there's still a lot of stuff they want they have to cover for it to get and I don't know how they're gonna do that. So it's 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 a weird situation, the weird dilemma that they're in. I it needs to come out on PS4 only because I, I can't, I can't really say, I can't really say more but without like you know spoiling like you know like Cold Steel. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> note to self. I need to play. I need to play the first Cold Steel. You yeah. need to play that game and love it like I did. But um, the thing is though is that that's what made Disguise Five so damn good because it was a PS4 exclusive. They took a lot of flack for it in Japan, but uh, at the end of it, and this is because this that game came out like you know a year after the PS4 came out, so it wasn't even like anywhere near as successful in Japan as it is currently um, it took real advantage of the hardware and it got came a lot better as a result of that and so I think that if you know, the only problem though is that do you start with three or do you start with a whole new thing that's kind of the problem like a whole new you know they're, they're, because arc the, or whatever. Here's, here, yeah, arc. here's the thing they've like they've written it in a way so like it's going to be extremely tough to like wrap up everything in three uh, like a lot of uh, oh, fans you, and I, uh, you don't I, give them enough credit. Just make a hundred and fifty-hour RPG into it. <laughs> like yeah, you know. But yeah. it's just that, like a lot of uh, you know people who played Cold Steel too, and I like uh, feel that like it. There, we feel like there's gonna be two more installments at the very least for this Erebonia arc. That's how that's what we think at the moment. Oh my gosh. It's uh. So it's it's. Do you start now with this like on the road to concluding some things, or you know? Wait it out. It's it's a tough situation. Exciting thing to think about. We'll have to see what happens. I, yeah, I'm. We'll see, but nothing nothing is hundred percent confirmed. We need no, to. No, nothing, like, like like to to be to clarify. Like I said, there's uh, there's nothing is like confirmed at the moment. There's just random musings from an interview. You just thought yeah. about it. You could totally was like, you know, he'd have all the other developers like, no, it's a bad idea. You should be doing that. And then there you go. <laughs> it, it doesn't because yeah. like you, you've heard plenty of stories about presidents coming up with crazy ideas that they just said, no, nope, we're not doing that. And they're like, okay, that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. So, I mean, it could uh, like I haven't seen the interview or the translation or whatever, but it could have been just an off the shoulder like, 
will this be PS4 exclusive? And he didn't want to shoot it down. Like, nope. You just want to just kind of leave it open as a possibility. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah so it just needs to come. I think like, Steam standard releases, I think, is supposed to, is more important than anything else because there seems so much success there that I think it's worth it to like put effort into doing that. So, I wonder if we'll see Trails of Cold Steel on on, on PC via Steam. That would be I don't just, know. I don't know. Xseed's got so much on their plate. I don't think they are. I know. I, I know. I, this may not be true anymore, but I know Xseed for a while basically only had one PC programmer, and yeah. the, it's Sarah Lean, um, who they kind of relied on for everything. It's like I kind of feel bad for her. If they're gonna yeah, really like hey, she needs some help. <laughs> she, she even had you she, can I mean, see she's, her she's chronicles the, she, of her history on that. She's the one who basically did uh a lot of the work on uh trails of trails in the sky like obviously those games already had pc versions but basically trying to you should read some articles about her history with that like, and how much trouble that was for her mixing, too like I, I know those versions they like added things that were in like the other versions that kind of yeah they mixed them they get content yeah so I have, I have a ton of respect for sarah seeing some of the stuff she's Definitely. got there. super so. amazing all right, so yeah, but hopefully we can see some like that, or just like I said, standard releases on Steam. Uh, I think should be a, a real push for them. So let's go and wrap things up. And so just to let you guys know who are listening, where to find us, you can find us on rpgsite.net on Twitter at rpgsite. You can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com/rpgsitenet, which will of course put the streams that Josh has been doing for you to um, for archival purposes to check it out. Then we've got facebook.com/rpgsitenet. You can find us on Tumblr, RPG Site Net, that we've been posting on the Twitter birthdays on. Um, and you can subscribe to us uh, and listen to all of our past podcasts. I think we're into like the, I forget which episode we're on now. We're almost like maybe 40 episodes at this point. Uh, Tetracast, look for that on iTunes. And then finally, our Discord that we've been expanding and pushing for more for our, we were talking earlier about the Twitch being redesigned. We have a new Twitch stream specific uh chat you can go to if you want to be a part of our streams uh you can actually see your chat up on the stream from now on Uh, so you can get to us there tinyurl.com slash rpg side discord and i know thanks josh uh for not only being part of this but also helping us on the redesign the overlays look great thank you yes so josh thank you for joining us thank you also adam for being part of this podcast and let us know about your escapades with Final Fantasy 2. I have not heard good things about Final Fantasy 2 in a long-ass time, so to hear you say good things uh, is kind of enlightening. <laughs> Jim. I mean, so, it still has a lot of issues. I'm just not, not just going to shoot it down. I was going to mention that. I actually, I quit Final Fantasy 2 because I, I got to a dungeon. I couldn't make it back to town. I ran out of potions. I can, oh, shit. You're I got, yeah, I was, I was, I was yeah, basically... Uh, yeah, it's definitely an older game, so it has some of those drawbacks where it doesn't have, you know, anyway... Two steps wow. to get a random encounter. So like... two lessons we learned from this podcast. Play Yakuza. Play Last Remnant. Play All the Mass yeah. Platinum Stars. <laughs> Go uh, all right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Avoid some other games that we've talked about, too. All right. Once again, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Catch us next time on the next edition of the TetraCast.